Thanks for downloading this IMSA Radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA Radio wherever they get their podcasts. Live from Trackside, this is IMSA Radio. Hello everybody and welcome along to Michelin Raceway Road Atlanta where we are getting set for the final Michelin Pilot Challenge event of the year. Championship still up for grabs. Just off to my left there's a decent crowd in the left hand side pit lane as the drivers come down the front straight. And let's go down there straight away and sample the atmosphere and say good afternoon to one of two pit lane reporters we have with us, uh, and that is Shea Adam. Hello, Shea. Good morning, John. It is a very busy grid down here for this Michelin pilot race, the Fox Factory 120, and thankfully, the drivers aren't really hiding all that well. One of the drivers that I've been able to find, thankfully, starting on pole position, it is the car of Dylan McAvern and Bill Oberlin. Bill, you know this racetrack. You know how to win these long-distance races here, but just a brief little two-hour contest. Is that going to be enough to satisfy Turner to get some tacos tonight? This is like an appetizer before tomorrow's big race, right? Uh, Does that make it the chips and guac? This is definitely, but this this is really great chips and guac. This is awesome. I love this kind of racing. The, the, The Michelin Pilot Cup Series is so fun from a driver's standpoint. The guys, most of them are pretty respectful and fun. You go to door to door, tons of passing. I really enjoy it. Um, Dylan, yesterday in qualifying, it was a kind of a manic, crazy qualifying session. He landed one in, got us on the pole. We've had a very good car here, you know, years past and again this year. And this is the swan song for this BMW M4. Next year we get the new model and we'll see how it goes. It's bittersweet when you know that the new thing is coming and it's going to be a very fun toy. But this workhorse has been so good for you guys at Turner Motorsport. There's no better way than to send it off with a win, is there? 100%. 100%. Let's, let's, let's send her off into the, into the pasture with that victory and a big trophy on the roof, on the hood of that car. And uh, she's done great work. And she's, I mean, she's been, been strong, giving us some great races, great wins, almost a championship last year. We were right there, missed it in this race. We got taken out. Uh, uh, got taken out by Foss last year. And uh, that ended our year, our hopes. Uh, we're going to try to stay away from that now go for that win and like you said next year new hopes and we'll be back there's no involvement in this championship battle for you guys it's winner to go home kind of a thing the 96 though they're still well up in the points any thought to helping them versus just going for your own race win yeah you said uh, there's no involvement on on one aspect you're totally right it's all about the win on the other hand there's vin and uh, robbie we are here to help any way we can if i have to get out of the way get in the way go some other way I'll do whatever I have to to help those guys. This is a team, and they have done an amazing job all year long, and uh, I'm here to help. Bill, good luck today. Thank you. And now down to the other end of the pit lane, hanging out with the TCRs. It's my cohort for this race, Mr. Nick Damon. 
cohort, blimey, I'm being promoted. Uh, yes, I'm hanging out at the TCRs. I'm hanging out at the front of the TCRs with the uh, Honda Civic of uh, Matt Pombo and Ryan Eversley. Uh, Matt, first of all, congratulations. Outright lap record yesterday. Thanks, Nick. Appreciate it. It was, uh, it was a fun lap for sure. I look back at my video and I had more in it, so you always critique yourself. But it, uh, you know, home race, home track, I kind of have expectations of myself on that. So I'm glad we were able to fulfill what we wanted there. There's, we shifted overnight to really focusing towards today and our job that uh, we really want to bring this FK7 um, a win here in its last race for, in this configuration in TCR in, in America. So uh, that's our focus today. Yeah, we're saying goodbye to a lot of cars. I mean, uh, interestingly, the other problem the FK7's got is there's a phalanx, literally, of Hyundai's behind you. Well, I mean, it seems like that's been the case the last few years. So they're everywhere. So, uh, you know, they, they've had a good program. Kudos to Brian Hurd and them. You know, a lot of good friends over on that team. Hopefully, uh, hopefully they stay behind us. Today is our goal. So talking about strategy and tactics, I mean, I, I, I'm new to this uh, championship. So who starts and who finishes the race? Yeah, so if you qualify, um, you actually start the race. So I'll be starting. We'll drive a little bit until a window. When we get to our fuel window, we'll pit, do a, do a driver change, and then Ryan jumps in and uh, finishes the race for us. And do you stay on the same set of tires, or do you get a new set of fronts? Yeah, usually with front-wheel drive, we'll just change fronts um, at this track and uh, fill it up with fuel and uh, go for it. Matt, best of luck. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Snick Dearman and Shea Adam Hurlby working the pit lane uh, for us uh, for the next couple of hours for the Fox Factory at one 20. Jeremy Shaw is alongside us. We'll go through the championship implications in just a moment. But first, let's take a look at the grid as they'll line up for this final race of the IMSA Michelin pilot season in 2022. Yes, indeed. This is round uh, 10 of the IMSA Michelin Pilot Challenge, the Fox Factory 120 at Michelin Raceway Road, Atlanta. We've got 25 GS class cars and 14 TCRs. So in 39th position, Preston Brown in one of two Be Belgarden Technicil Racing Audi RS3 LMS DC DSGs. Uh, next on the grid, making his debut this weekend, a youngster... From, uh, from the Midwest, uh, Jacob Diley in car number 70. That's the Diley Motorsports Hyundai Veloster NTCR. The Audi RS3 LMS sequential gearbox car for Road Shagger Racing car number 61 is Gavin Ernstone. Ernstone. Ahead of him on the grid, AJ Muss in car number 2 for Brian Odo Autosport with Kerb Agajanian as a Hyundai Elantra NTCR. Then the lone Alfa Romeo Giulietta Veloce TCR for KMW Motorsports with TMR Engineering. Car number 5 is Ryan Block. Eric Rockwell will start car number 15. That's the second of the Belgard and Technicil Racing Audis. Alongside him, another Michael Johnson racing with Brian Herder, Autosport Hyundais. That is 54, Michael Johnson. Victor Gonzalez in number 99, Victor Gonzalez racing team, Honda Civic at TCR. And then it's a whole phalanx of Hyundai, uh, Hyundais. First of all, there's the Veloster for Van der Stur racing. Car number 19 is Rory Van der Stur. And then four in a row, Hyundai Elantra NTCRs for Brian Herder's team. Car number one, the championship leader is Taylor Hagler. A really good qualifying run for her. Uh, in the fifth position in TCR on the grid. Alongside is Mason Philippi in car number 77. The third and second on the grid in TCR, Mark Wilkins in car number 33. And Harry Gottsacker, quicker, quickest of them all, in car number 98. But on the pole position, we've already heard from him. That's Matt Pombo for LA Honda World Racing, a Honda Civic 
at TCR, car number 73. The second pole position in this series, but his first since 2012 at Homestead. Ten years it's been. Looking forward to tra- tra- uh, translating that into a win. On to GS. Matt Travis in number 47, Nola Sport, Porsche 718 GT4. Had problems in qualifying. Uh, as did Luca Mars in car number 59. That's a core motorsports Ford Mustang GT4. Watch for that car to come through the field. Car number 71 is Frank Depew, the Rebel Rock Racing Chevrolet Camaro GT4R. And then on row 11, Ted Giovanni is car number 64, one of two Team TGM Porsche 718 GT4s. Alongside for Capstone Motorsports, the championship leader in the bronze category, car number 11, is Gary Ferreira in the Mercedes AMG. Row 10, the Aston Martin for Automatic Racing, number 09 for Ramin Abdul Vahabi. Alongside him in the car number 21, the Riley Motorsports Mercedes, is Anton Diaz Pereira. Two more Mercedes, both from Murillo Racing, will share in row nine. Car number 72, Kenny Murillo. He's already had two poles this season, so that's not where he wanted to start. Alongside him is his teammate Tim Probert in car number 65. 16th on the grid, James Pezek, twice a winner this season. In car number 40, the PF Racing Ford Mustang GT4. Can't miss that one, it's bright pink. Alongside the Kelly Moss Porsche 718, number 66, David Brule. Tom Collingwood will start the similar Porsche for BJB Motorsports. That's car number 83 from the 14th position. Alongside Andrew Davis in car number 8 for McCann Racing. Row 6 on the outside for Turner Motorsport. One of its two BMW M4 GT4s. Car number 96 is Vin Barletta. Good qualifying run for him. Alongside Nick Galante in car number 22. That's a hard point Porsche 718. 10th position on the grid. Sheena Monk in car number 87 for JG Wentworth Racing with PF Racing. That's a Ford Mustang GT4. Alongside making his debut this weekend in the series in car number 39, that's the accelerating performance Aston Martin Vantage GD4, Moise Uretsky. Row 4 on the outside, Sean Quinlan in car number 43, Stephen Cameron racing BMW M4 GT4. And the, uh, the lone Toyota Supra GT4 in the field for Riley Motorsports car number 14, Alfredo Nadri will start 7th. Jeff Mosing. Car number 56 for Murillo Racing and Mercedes AMG. Similar car alongside for FCP Euro by Ricker Autosport. Car number 55 is Trevor Andrusco. Row 2 on the outside, Hugh Plum. Car number 46, the second Team TGM Porsche. Alongside the championship leader, Volt Racing, Aston Martin Vantage GT4. Car number 7, can't miss that one either. It's bright yellow. Is Alan Brynjolfsson, a really good qualifying run for him. Third on the grid, but onto the front row. Also his best ever qualifying. That's Tom Dyer in car number 93 for Carbon with Peregrine Racing. Another Porsche 718 GT4 RS Club Sport. Doesn't normally qualify the car, but he has done today and starts on the front row. On the pole position, though, for the fourth time in his career, uh, is the 2017 GS champion in the Turner Motorsport BMW M4 GT4 car. Number 95, the pole sitter, is Dylan McAvern. Thank you, Jeremy. Um, And championship positions, then? In GS... Uh, Alan Brynjolfsson and Trent Hinman in that number seven Volt Racing Aston Martin. They've got a handy lead. They've got a 160-point lead over Eric Foss in the Marilla Racing Mercedes car number uh, 56, uh, which basically means that uh, if Alan Brynjolfsson and Trent Hinman can finish in the top 10 or so, they will win the championship irrespective of what happens to Eric Foss. In, uh, in TCR, there's a 100-point lead only for Taylor Hagler and Michael Lewis, who are going for two championships in a row, and the third overall in the last four years for Michael Lewis. But uh, only 100 points behind them 
is uh, Roy Block and Tim Lewis Jr. in that lone Alfa Romeo. Let's head back to Shea Adam, who has one of those championship contenders at the front of the field. Uh, what's up, Trent Hitman? How are the nerves? Uh, just fine. I mean, it's business as usual. It's another day at the racetrack. We're happy to be here. I think we got a great opportunity for a win. It'd be nice to get a second win of the year. Of course, some more important considerations in there. So if we're in a really tight, tough fight, we'll we'll kind of play it by ear. But um, Alan's done a great job. The whole Volt Racing squad's done a great job all year. And uh, we're focused on just putting together another good day today. You know how to win these championships. You did it in GTD once. You've done it in GS once before, being the youngest ever GS champ back in 2014, two times in Super Trofeo. I mean, it's just a walk in the park for you. It's what you expect when you come into a championship, isn't it? Uh, now I'm old. Now I'm old. It's been a long time since that first GS championship, but uh, it's just it's a pleasure to be back in this position. This is what you love. This is what you crave, right? And the nerves and the, the heightened level of competition, I mean, that's what keeps drawing us back week in, week out. So... Um, no different. You enjoy the moment. Enjoy uh, the process to get here. And, um, hey, we're going to have have some fun today and put together a great race. Trent, good luck to you and the whole number 7 Volt Racing team. Thanks, Shay. Appreciate it. And now down to Nick with Robbie Wickens. Rob, you're in the middle of a, a Hyundai sandwich at the start. I mean, uh, <laughs> I, I, apparently, I, I mean, I say Hyundai. Hyundai is the European spoken. Hyundai. Um, anyway, lots of light blue cars all around you. Uh, how do the tactics work out amongst the team? I mean, when there's, when there's six of us, you're bound to be in a sandwich at some point. Um, no, I mean, I think it's quite clear. The one car is fighting for the championship. Um, we need to make sure that Hyundai wins the title. I think they're the only ones that are mathematically possible. And then, uh, yeah, there's a gaggle of us, third, fourth, and fifth in the championship, that, you know, whoever beats each other will finish third, and that's kind of the objective. Also, the 99 Honda is in with the reach of third as well. So, you know, I think the bottom line is we want to get the best results for Hyundai today, and that's hopefully going home with manufacturer teams drivers and then hopefully a hyundai in third um preferably me <laughs> this championship obviously your return to to full-time racing how do you feel it's gone as a first season uh yeah lots of the highs and lows i think if i were to give myself a grade i think it was kind of a b minus type of campaign there was a lot of great opportunity a lot of misfortune out of our control some mistakes that we could have fixed and you know ultimately in this championship you have to be there at the end of every race to have a shot at the title and we didn't do that this year so definitely uh a lot of positives, but a little too many lows. And looking forward to another, another season in this championship, or are you looking to spread your wings a bit further? I'll take whatever I can get. You know, I'm, I'm so grateful to Hyundai and Brinehart Autosport for this opportunity to get back into a race car after basically four years of recovery from my from my injuries. And you know, hopefully it's just the beginning of something. I'll be more than happy to return back to the Michelin Pilot Challenge if they'll have me back. And you know, we'll see. I'd love to also step up into the WeatherTech series as well. Great stuff. Thanks, Rob. Cheers. Down on the grid, then Shea and uh, Nick, and we will hear from them throughout this race. So I'm just glancing through the TV booth, uh, watching our NBC colleagues getting ready for their broadcast. All the cars, bar one, Shea Adam, are tails into the wall, echelon style. Uh, and which is the car that is not? That would be the safety car for the TCR field, John. It's throwing ah, you off. Sorry, I, I'm, I'm having to look around Brian Till, Calvin Frisch and Dear Bones <laughs> to, to, to see that, who are all resplendent. They all look like they've just stepped out of a gentleman's outfitters uh, commercial. <laughs> Do they uh, ever wear the anything different? Uh, I'm not, not sure about it. I wish you could see all their shoes because they're all wearing very gaudy trainers. Uh, on that. So Okay, so we've got everything. Jeremy's going to take a, a picture uh, of... Uh, this 
Uh, stand by for action, everybody. We are about to go live for the final time of asking uh, this season. It is the Fox Factory 120 live on IMSA Radio and IMSA TV. Good to have you company. And we have it all for you coming up from Road Atlanta. Welcome along, everybody. Good to have your company if you are just joining us. We are live in sound and vision on IMSA Radio and IMSA TV. www.imsaradio.com. Hit the live video button and you can watch along with us with no blocks or breaks. Two and a half miles, 12 corners. Action areas down the front straight to turn one, overtake there. If you're brave, it's very quick. Through turn six and turn seven, that gives you the run to turn 10A and B at the bottom of the hill. Overtaking manoeuvre down there is a little more straightforward. Use the draft over the top of the hill and down to turn 12. Overtake down there and you're very brave indeed. And it may end in some kind of problem for you. We've seen a few big accidents there down through the years in the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre on the start finish line it's Jeremy Shaw and John Hindoff in the pit lane Nick Damon and Shea Adam who is watching a line of cars driving past her at pit out this is the wonderful feeling because it's the last time this year that a grid full of Michelin Pilot Challenge cars GT4 and TCR will roll out of the pit lane on their pace laps we've got everybody rolling Everybody moving, and wait for it. Everybody is out. Let's get this race going. I think everybody is thinking that at the moment. Jeremy Shaw, the where things are, this could be very interesting indeed. As the championships come to their denouement. We've got two hours of racing. Let's hope we get two hours of racing because generally speaking, when we've had long green flag runs in the Michelin Pilot Challenge, that's really given us cracking events. It has. We've also had quite a few incidents, particularly in sort of late season races, it seems like. So hopefully we're going to have a, a clean run here. Uh, the weather out there is kind of interesting. It's certainly cooler than it was, I think, earlier in the day. And it's sort of, it's a very, very light sort of a mist in the air, if you like. It's not, it certainly isn't raining. Uh, 62% humidity is yeah. what the official yeah, numbers said. It's, it's pretty chilly, though. It's, you know, it doesn't feel that way. It, it uh, is saying, uh, we've been told from Michelin, that it's 20 Celsius in the air, which is uh, 68 Fahrenheit, and 70 feel that uh, on the Fahrenheit, 21 on the track. So that's as, that's as warm as it's been all week, actually, yeah, in terms almost, of the track yeah. temperature. Yeah. Uh, it was a bit sunny this morning, but, Jeremy, you're right, it is a, a wee bit overcast. Yeah, and certainly when I was walking up to have lunch half an hour ago or so ago, it was definitely, there was little, little light sprinkles on the, on the on my phone, so to speak, and on my clipboard. I was a bit worried about that, but it didn't rain properly, so all was well. But look, look, we've seen some fantastic racing here, and uh, it, it's so close between all the manufacturers. And looking down the grid, uh, the, the grid order, BMW, Porsche, Aston Martin, another Porsche, a couple of Mercedes and a Toyota. Uh, and it's you know it, it, it is super tight in there. Then a BMW, uh, and then you know it, it's it's fantastically close racing. All these different manufacturers, everybody pretty much has got a chance to win here, and uh, is is really going to be down to who does the job best job or who doesn't make any mistakes. 
So the field it will be led by Turner Motorsport, the BMW M4 GT4, Dylan McAvern on pole position with Tom Dyer, Carbon with Peregrine uh, sitting alongside in the Porsche 718 GT4 RSCS. Uh, then Aston Martin in the shape of Alan Brynjolfsson, good qualifying from him. Yeah, very Volt good racing put together a good set of laps there. Hugh Plum alongside him. Hugh Plum will want to go forward uh, from there. Well, and th- that's his best qualifying ever of yeah. the year, I think. So, you know, certainly a platform here for a good result for them. But for Bryn Olsen, I mean, you know, he's only been, he's only been racing uh, for, yeah, f- I guess five or six years now. It seems to have flown past. But certainly he doesn't have the same sort of experiences as many of these other guys around him. Uh, and he's done a really good job to, to qualify in that third position. I think it's the best ever qualifying, actually, uh, for Alan. He's originally from Iceland. He is now in the Tampa area in Florida. And this uh, Volt Racing team, it's run, the Aston Martins, run by, by Wright Motorsports these days. They look after, they oversee the running of this car. They've done a super job this season. They've been super consistent. Uh, their one to poor finish came in the most recent round, unfortunately, at VIR, where they were down uh, outside the, the top 10 for the first time, actually outside the top 7 for the first time this season. So it's that consistency that's put them in this, in this position in the championship. They've had uh, just a one win. But uh, three seconds, a third, uh, and, and a fourth as well. So that's it's that consistency, John, isn't it? The wins championships. Uh, two cars on pole position in each of the classes: the BMW M4 in its last outing in its current form, and the Honda TCR in its last outing in its current form. We have a split start. Get ready to go racing. One. 120 minutes it is the Fox Factory 120 great start to the line very even Dylan McAvern and Tom Dyer were pretty much side by side the BMW of Turner Motorsport into turn one has the right hand side of the track the inside now is there going to be enough of an overlap for the Carbon Porsche and Tom Dyer to have a look through there certainly is and at the top of the hill the leaders change as the TCR cars are across the line and down to the first corner Looks like the Honda is holding on there to the lead. The white blue car as they go through with a behind them the horde of Hyundai's. Yeah. Harry Gottsacker, Mark Wilkins going through in team order. A bit of shuffling around between the Brian Herter cars further back down the field, but already our GS cars are at turn number six. Yeah, what a picture-perfect start that was at the front of the field. I like the fact there was a little bit of gap between... Yeah. They weren't absolutely on each other's bumper. Gives them a little bit more breathing space than they need to turn one. I like that, uh, because all you can do at the start is either mess things up for yourself or for somebody else, quite frankly. So that was a really good start. Brilliant run there by Tom Dyer. Around that the outside at turn one. Then he braved it around the outside and the braking for turn three to take that lead uh, for the Carbon with Peregrine Racing Team. So really good effort by him. And he leads this race from the pole to the Dylan McAvoy. Coming down to complete the first lap then. Across the line. Just waiting for the timing to catch up. Dylan McAvoy in second now. And there we are. Tom Dyer just showing in the lead now. So Dyer, McAvoy, Hugh Plum ahead of Alan Brynjolfsson so has moved up Trevor Andrusko FCP Euro Jeff Morsing Sean Quinlan hello to Colonel James Fullwood congratulations on your retirement 
thank you for your dedicated service over 30 years in the US Marine Corps thank you sir and hope you enjoy your trip out here to Mission and Raceway Road Atlanta today supporting the Hyundais in TCR I believe along with many others quite a few of the Hyundai ends around the grounds here of Michelin Raceway Road Atlanta which is nice to see car corrals starting to fill up before tomorrow's big race start is under review it's normal sort of always, yeah, they always say that standard yeah. operational procedure SOP what they're looking for is anyone who's got out of line before the start through then Tom Dyer the number 93 is uh, coming up to the top of the hill in fact over the top of the hill at the moment battle is for fourth position between Alan Brynjolfsson and Trevor Andrusco Aston Martin versus AMG the bright yellow vault car you wouldn't lose that in the car park <laughs> and in behind then another very uh, distinctive livery the metallic orange and black of the first of the Murillo racing cars of Jeff Mosing in TCR what a start Jeremy for Matt Pombo he's parlayed that pole position advantage that he had into a second lead between himself and Harry Gottsacker and the rest of the Hyundais yeah you know the, the, the Honda certainly works well uh, these days the, the Hyundais were slowed down a little bit with the, through the balance performance a few races ago uh, they had to raise those cars by 15 millimeters generally if you do a setup change on on a on a prototype or an open wheel car you're talking millimeters or even probably less possibly even less than that uh, they had to raise it raise the car by 15 millimeters does that really upset the aerodynamics on their cars but you know, they've done their best uh, the best to overcome that and, and, and live with the rules as they are you know and the cars are competitive it's so the tcr start i'm being told oh. jeremy that is uh, under review yeah now the pool sit there oh that's tight it's the pool sitter they're looking at i think matt pombo does he move across yeah. the block before the start line, <laughs> Jeremy? I think he might have. Yeah, it was a bit marginal, certainly, wasn't it? Yeah, here he comes in for a penalty. Change of lanes before start-finish line. Drive-through penalty for car number 73. That's the local driver, Matt Pombo. Ah. Really frustrating for him and that LA Honda World team. He's got to come in and serve a penalty. You know, he's been around this sport long enough. Uh, he he kind of should know the rules, but, I mean, the, the, the problem is, particularly with this right-hand corner here coming onto the front straightaway, yeah. the car tends to track out, out in any case, yeah. and if there's no one alongside you, you think, oh, right, I can use that, that space. But, uh, you know, it's, it's easy to make that mistake, and just really unfortunate. I mean, if, if the car that was started on the outside had kept pace with him, it wouldn't have been a problem. Yeah, but he, he'd but have he had didn't. something in his, in his yeah, peripheral vision. Really yeah. unlucky for Mark. He was about a car's length away from being all right there. Uh, meantime, then that leaves uh, Dylan McAvern in the lead with Hugh Plum uh, battling, uh, sorry, with uh, Ted Giovannis battling at the other end of the GS field and has all of the Hyundais around him. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the, the, the quickest of the G, uh, TCR cars are quicker than the slower GS contenders, uh, particularly in the early stages with the, the lesser experienced uh, drivers at the wheel of GS cars so that some of those are slipping back into this horde of uh, TCR cars and they're going to go through and and uh, you know have that battle amongst themselves and hopefully not have those battles 
uh, upset as they work their way around the GS cars. There's the uh, white Hyundai Veloster of Rory van der Sur trying to make some moves in these early stages. He's up into the uh, fourth position at the moment and battling hard in that van der Sur racing car number 19. That's the older generation Hyundai Veloster in amongst all these Hyundai Elantra ends. At IMSA Radio, if you would like to get in touch with us, that'll bring up your tweets in the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre with Jeremy Shaw and John Hindhoff on duty down in the pit lane for this first part of the race. Shay Adam and Nick Damon. And uh, they... Uh, Nick will swap out for Andrew Marriott in the second half of this race. Andrew is actually alongside us here in the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre, just taking in the first part of his shift and seeing what's going on, spotting the cars. So in TCR, Matt Pombo having departed. It's Mark Wilkins who's leading now from Rory van der Stur. And In fact, that's changed again as the Hyundais are coming forward. So another penalty about to be called to on uh, car number 72. That is uh, Kenny Marillo, oh. who's called for an, uh, an incident now, responsibility, uh, an incident with car number six. Uh, car number six. There isn't a six, I don't so, think. Uh, 72, so let's try and see who was he with on the charts. Not quite sure, to be honest. Put me on that one. There's a 66. Um, yeah, it was 96. And there is a. It's not even a 60, is there? He's in no, the. It's, p- it's probably the 66, I would think, because yeah. he, he had been behind David Brule uh, on the first sort of lap or two, and then David sort of slipped back down the order somewhat. So I'm guessing that's what it was. Uh. The crew are up on the wall for that car. Kenny's gone through. I think he came in, didn't he? Yeah, he's in yeah. and out. Yeah, yeah. but he, these crew are bringing him back in. They've got a new tyre for him. So maybe uh, that issue has uh, caused slightly more problems than just the drive-through. And there is Trevor Andrusco making a move up into third position now. He got past Alan Brynjolfsson a couple of laps ago. Now he's also passed... Uh, Hugh Plum as well. So Trevor Andrusco, that FCP Euro Mercedes, the uh, the white and uh, sort of light blue and black car. Super loop. Really nice livery on that car. And it moves up into third position now, then ahead of uh, Hugh Plum. And then Alan Brynjolfsson and the other, another Mercedes, Jeff Mosing, uh, doing a nice job in the car number 56. He was, he, was, he was out for much of the season as a result of a, uh, a non-racing accident. <laughs> Been the, a few uh, of those this year, haven't they? Yeah, they, they? Have, they have, yeah. And this was this was on a boat dock, I think, in in Texas. And uh, I'm not sure whether there was another beverage, beverage involved in that as well or not. Maybe not. <laughs> if, if not, John, uh, Jeff, I apologise. But anyway, he was out of out of action for for quite a while. Uh, made his comeback last time out at VIR and was involved in an instant in the early stages of that race. So it wasn't a great weekend for him, but he's having a good run now. Is Jeff Mosing and running in sixth position. And his co-driver, Eric Foss, is still, he's still in this championship mix. So Jeff's focus is to, if you get past that number seven, that's the car they're battling with in the championship, number seven, number 56. That's all well and good, but he's got to finish a long, long way ahead of him uh, in order to claim the championship for Eric Foss. 
It's Jeremy Shaw, John Hindoff in the booth, Shea and Nick down in the pool in. Jeremy already getting some questions on at IMSA Radio and about the pit stop strategies. These shorter races at all bar two are two hours for IMSA Mission and Pilot Challenge. The TCRs, if you are, if you go all grey, green, all the way through, then it is a single stop. Here, this is a fast track, a lot of full uh, full throttle running. Jeremy, so GS make it on two here? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, it'll be two yeah. stops uh, almost, unless there's a lot of uh, full course caution, it'll be two stops, I believe, for the GS cars. Uh, TCR is just the one. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's... Uh, you know, there's, there's certainly strategy to be played out during this race, but the guys on the charge right now is Trevor Andrusco, having got up into third position. He just set the fastest lap of the race last time around in that number 55 Mercedes, a 126.984 for Trevor Andrusco. And that's only about a three-quarters of a second outside the lap record that was set by uh, Philip Ellis a couple of years ago in a Mercedes for Windward Racing. We were talking about Eric Foss, so let's talk to Eric. You come into this final race of the season with the shot at the championship. It's a long shot, but you got Jeff Mosing alongside you, and he texted me when he got injured and said, I'm out. It means Eric's going to win the championship because every year you have, it's been solo. Is the pressure off for you guys, knowing that it is one of those things that has to come to you? Yeah, to some extent. I mean, this has uh, just been an amazing run with Jeff. We're in our ninth season together, which just doesn't feel like it's been that long but uh so just so thankful for everything he's done to keep this program going over the years and uh you know he's been out of the car for so long and just to see him out there right now up the pace he's really given alan a lot of uh, run for his money so let's see you never know you know those guys make a mistake and uh, we can capitalize something could happen but uh, it's just great to be back here at road atlanta it's my home track grew up here and um my whole family's at turn 10 so it's just been an awesome weekend so far and uh, we'll just see if we can cap it off with a good result good luck to you and jeff this weekend yeah thanks so much i appreciate everything you guys do imsa radio is awesome to listen to very sweet to see thank you in fairness the action is so intense they make our job pretty easy the guy's out on the circuit. There's battling going on in TCR as uh, shuffled things around with that pit stop, of course, number 73 car. He's uh, got a lot of ground to make up, although he's uh, certainly doing making up some of that. He's getting closer to uh, the rest of the contenders now in TCR. He's car number 73. But meanwhile, Mark Wilkins has taken the lead in car number 33. And following him is Rory van der Stur in that van der Stur racing Veloster, the older car, uh, car number 19. Harry Gottsanger who started on the front row in TCR, is uh, hanging in there in the third position. And then Kenny Murillo uh, in the uh, GS car, that's the car that served number 72, that served a drive-through penalty. And then run out top five, Eric Rockwell in car number 15. Good run by that uh, Bell Garden Technoseal driver. He's worked his way up, a long way up the order in the early stages. Six tenths of a second at the front of the field, Tom Dyer ahead of Dylan McAvern those two pulling away from Trevor Andrusco he's about another four seconds further back and two and a half seconds from that in fourth place is Hugh Plum the number 46 team teacher and then it's Alan Brynjolfsson in fifth position for Aston Martin and for Volt Racing and the top ten made up by McCann Racing's Porsche the Mercedes of Murillo Racing 
Super right up there, and the Ford, two Ford Mustangs in ninth and tenth. Core and JG Wentworth had Sheena Monk in the 877. Yeah, and the two no- most noteworthy of their cars there, I think, a number eight car of Andrew Davis in the sixth yeah. position right now. He started uh, back in 13th, and Luca Mars in car number 59 now in a ninth position. He started way back in 24th. Uh, I, to- I told you he'd be, he was a guy, he'd be a guy to watch. Every race uh, for Luca Mars, he was too young to take part in the first <laughs> race of the season at Daytona. He attained his 16th birthday, then took part at Sebring, qualified on the front row for his first ever race at this level. Very, very impressive. Did some uh, MX5 racing before that. Yeah, he was good. But uh, he was good at that too, yeah. So he's a quick young man uh, and very, very impressive. And every time he's qualified the car, he's been in the top five. Unfortunately, yesterday, they had a bit of a miscue in qualifying, so he didn't set a representative lap time at all. Style at the back, he's charging forward. That's car number 59. You learn a lot about close quarter racing in Edemitsu Mazda MX-5. Final two rounds of the championship took place earlier on this weekend. If you're playing catch-up, I won't spoil it for you. Van der Stur racing off at Turn 10B. The number oh, 19 no. car with the almost Peugeot sport stripes on for those of a certain age. That looks like left front steering damage. Contact with another Hyundai, I think. As Rory came down the inside uh-huh. into turn 10. Oh, it's going to be right yeah. front damage, actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just a spin. That was a low percentage lunge yeah. by the number 19, Rory van der Stur, in the slightly older Veloster. Clever little design of car that you'll know if you've heard us talking about uh, TCR before that you must have a four or five door car. Well, you look on the driver's side of the car and it looks like it's only got one door that's because it's only got one door but on the passenger side of the car there are two doors so there's one long door on the driver's side on the left and there are two doors on the right and of course with the hatchback that gives it the four doors so it is in fact legal now it was the number 98 that was the other side of that, Harry Gottsacker. No, it was number 33. He was going for oh, was the it? lead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was going for the lead, was Rory van der Sturt. Oh, so the 98 got its own damage. That's yeah, a separate did. damage, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. Well, that's a coincidence, isn't it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was number 33. Uh, well, yeah, because he was running in second position. He was going for the lead, and now he's just a bit optimistic. And then he's well, van der Sturt's got out of the gravel and has now got to get that car point in the right direction. Yeah, I thought from where he was parked he might have some steering damage I may have been wrong on that this is driver's left at turn 10 into the pit lane for a Hyundai Elantra and that's the Gottsacker car that's coming into the pit lane uh, yeah it is the number 98 that is coming down to visit uh, Shea Adam and Nick Damon and this is a loose bonnet on the left hand side a bonnet pin has popped out and let's go down to the pit lane and uh, hear what Shea Adam has got to say about this as it comes into the Brian Herter Autosport area of the pit lane. Uh, the hood is actually deranged, John. It looks as if it's popped out not only from the front left but also the rear left. But this is drama for our championship leaders because the number one also into the pit lane. They have the pit box that's right in front of their sister car and now they are effectively serving a drive through As Taylor Hagler is told to just go back out and she cannot re-engage the car in gear. She's revving and now she's coming to a complete stop, trying to get things restarted, but the car will not oh. go. This is, there we go, finally. 
Woof! They were going to pit her, but because the sister car was in right behind them, it was going to be a messy pit stop, and they were expecting a yellow to come out, so they sent Taylor back out. It's going to drop her to the back of the field, but they are jamming this hood to try and get it to a position where it will stay closed. Awful drama for the number 98 Hyundai. Third in the championship coming into today's race, looking to try and better it. Not looking so good right now. So several Hyundai uh, incidents there. Uh, with Hyundai on Hyundai, I would say blue on blue, but it was white on blue. And Jeremy, you were spot on. It was the Mark Wilkins car that was attacked by Vori, Vori Vandister. That's being looked at by race control. Uh, the, in the meantime as well, we've had someone off at turn six who's continued. Uh, that was the BMW, I think, the number 96. Yes, it was. Uh, Vin Barletta, but the other Hyundai's in strife, the 98, and this is significant, and the number one car, and it's a bent bonnet pin. So Taylor Hagler came in to, for some reason, but was waved through. So that, what? Uh, it, yes, it looked like a drive-through, as she said, she effectively served a drive-through, but she didn't have a problem. Now, the right bonnet pin is not fastened on that car. The right-hand side bonnet pin is not fastened on that car. They pulled it up and they haven't pulled it back down again. What's bizarre about that is, I mean... And none of those cars were the cars that were hit by Van der Stur, by the way. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> this, this is all either self-inflicted or whatever. I mean, the number one car is going for the championship, for goodness sake. That's the car that leads the points. Only by 100. It's not that far ahead of the, uh, of the Alfa Romeo in terms of the championship points. So, you know, they need a... Uh, they need a, a, a sort of sixth place finish uh, to come away with the championship and uh, I'm surprised they wouldn't have prioritised that car over the number 98 to be honest and just pushed it out the way yeah. basically yeah uh, I, it's a bit bizarre I, I, a question that I cannot answer Jeremy well, I'm having it confirmed uh, from our TV colleagues up in Charlotte that it was a, a different incident for the 98 uh, but we can't quite find where that was on the track if we get more information I'll let you know um, Shay or Nick might have a, a wander down to the Hyundai Brian Herter pits and find out well, what. Was, and I also want to know why why Taylor Hagler was in the pit lane yeah, quite. Af, after just yeah. you know um, what 20 minutes because unless they were just taking her off strategy no no because she didn't stop so no no that i don't know why she came in but the number 98 car i'm pretty sure john was running in third place in the class correct on its own i thought so uh, unless there was an incident with one of the gs cars i can't imagine what happened to the 98 to be perfectly honest meanwhile up front it's still tom dyer who leads dylan McAvern. they're right with him these two very closely matched uh, they uh, initially Trevor Andrusko was kind of closing in a bit. Now he's slipping back. The gap back to third place is almost six seconds. Uh, Hugh Plum remains in fourth. Let's have a look at a replay here, as we see number car number twenty-one diving to the inside of Vin Barletta. That's Anton Diaz Pereira, uh, and uh, that's probably going to be uh, the stewards right. are going to be looking at that yeah. one. So that was when Vin Barletta was involved as well. And that car's now coming into the pits. This is the number 96 Turner car. So what was that three-car incident? Uh, uh, no action for the Hyundai on Hyundai. Van der Stur on Mark Wilkins at turn Well, kind of, kind of self-policing, to Ooh, be honest. Whoops, but there's whoa. another hit. That's for the, for the lead. And this time it's the number 93 car of Tom Dyer 
who was tapped by Turner Motorsports still at McAvern and Trevor Andruscoe was right there as well but he was an innocent bystander so we have a new leader no in fact the lead has been held by the 93 car no 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 is it yeah I think he's, he's managed to keep going let's have a look down, down the inside down he can't defend the position there and gets tagged uh, from behind there by number 95 as they're going past uh, Jacob Diley there correct in the number the, 70 uh, in, in yeah he's not minding his own business he's nothing to do with him uh, 93 goes to the inside to make that blocking move I think that's fair enough and then he gets tagged from the rear by Dylan McAvoy he goes for a a big tank slapper, and there goes Dylan McAvern through to take the lead, but the stewards are going to be busy. They're going to be looking at that one as well. Uh, contact for the number one car, I'm hearing. So Taylor Hagler in that drive-through situation where she couldn't get service had reported some contact as well. Vin Barletta in and out pretty quickly, Shea Adam from the Turner pit and that's a significant car as far as the championship's concerned. Very significant third in points coming into today not with the chance to overtake the top two but still a good opportunity to perhaps move up in a second but for Vin Barletta he came into the pits they did a normal surface fuel and four new Michelin tires so perhaps they're not going to change the tires when they do the driver change here shortly taking Vin out and putting Robbie Foley in at the 40 minute mark. Right it's all happening isn't it? Oh, well, wait. It's a, it's a Michelin Pilot Challenge yeah, race. Yes, Jeremy, come on. Sorry. Get with the programme, really. <laughs> it's uh, It's been like that for the last few seasons. Incident involving cars 96-21 under review. Yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be def definitely under review. That was Anton Diaz Pereira in car number 21 making a move to the inside on Vin Barletta. Really wasn't close enough from my perspective. Race, race control, however, has various other... Uh, looks like no penalty pit lanes oh pit lane speed violation for number 96 car so that's Vin Barletta that's coming Barletta, in yeah. to get fixed up and sent out yeah. oh dear me this is really really not what you're looking for is it no for Robbie Foley who's uh, you're in that uh, battle for third position in the championship he's only 20 points ahead of Kenny Murillo and Christian Shimjak uh, James Pezek's only another 10 points farther back as well another 30 points excuse me farther back as well so it's very tight very tight for third, fourth and fifth in the points table coming into this weekend. That'll be a big points hit uh, for Robbie Foley with Vin Barletta. Uh, first of all, having the uh, to come in to, to check for the damage after that uh, contact that he had on the racetrack and a penalty as well. Race control's been really busy. There's the, uh, the drive-through and uh, Vin Barletta took him a while to get going again, but there he goes. Uh, he'll re rejoin the fray, but uh, a long, long way down the order. In fact, there is the the race leader, his teammate, coming up to lap to put him a lap down. So uh, as they're going up the hill to turn three, uh, uh, Dylan McAmey will sweep past, and uh, the Robbie Foley car, the second of the tournament sport BMWs, that's the car with the uh, the yellow hood and and uh, roof, as opposed to number 95 car, which has a white hood and roof. It's the, white, the one with the, 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 the white one that leads the race. The other one is a lap down in about the 37th position. So uh, the second place car of Tom Dyer, he's closing in a little bit. Haven't seen yet anything about a review. Well, here's, a, here's a look at what happened in that uh, battle for the lead. And... Uh, 
Which way do you call that, Jeremy? Uh, well, to me, I mean, number 93 cars, it's, it's moved to the inside a little bit late, but he, you know, he leaves plenty of room down the inside. He didn't go the whole way. He started no, to move and no, realised the BM was yeah, there and fine. then straightened it back yeah, up again. No problem. And then he gets nailed by the, by the BMW, from my perspective. Uh, no, the other other time was was kind of the other the boot was on the other foot there number 21 car just wasn't close enough at uh, that was what turn six wasn't it uh, which is an awfully difficult place to make a pass by the way uh, but such Anton a quick Pereira, to that. yeah it is uh, but Diaz Pereira went for it and to my mind that's uh, that's still under review race control they've got a lot to look at at the moment hang on lads we'll get to you in a sec yeah. it's going to be one of those the job that nobody wants to do race control Hats off to the ladies and gents up there and indeed to our TV replay crews who are affectionately known as the Tape Apes who uh, provide them with some of their looks. They've also got their own replay machines as well and more isolated cameras to show. We'll bring you news of that as Vin Barletta tries to get back some of the ground he lost. Had a big wiggle there coming through turn number five. So at the front of the field, Dylan McAvern for BMW leads in the 95 turn at BMW. But a little bit of a question mark hanging over him. He's under investigation. And the good news is that Tom Dyer could still continue uh, in that car. Three seconds further back. And then Trevor Andrusco for the AMG number 55. And then the first of the por- uh, the second of the Porsches, excuse me, is Hugh Plum yeah. in that uh, blue, orange and silver number 416 TGM car. Right, so a penalty incident responsibility with the number 96. So drive-through penalty for car number 21, the Mercedes. And um, that's going to drop him a long way back down. They were battling for around about 14th position uh, before that uh, incident took place. In the meantime, Dylan McIverne leads it. So she stretched out that lead over the last couple of laps now. It was down to a second and a half from number 95 to number 93 but Dylan McAvern turned a couple of good laps here and they extended that lead now over Tom Dyer in second place but uh, that incident is also under review now from race control between the number 95 and the number 93 cars meanwhile in TCR Mark Wilkins still leads uh, by uh, by a chunk now over Mason Philippines teammate so number 33 over number 77 Eric Rockwell's doing a fine job there in number 15 Bell Garden Technical Racing Audi up into the third position and Roy Block right behind him in fourth AJ Muss the uh, snowboard Olympian up into fifth position as well in car number two he's kept his nose clean uh, unlike uh, some, most of yes. the other Hyundais it seems good point and uh, it's running up in the top five having started you know, right towards the tail of the field in, uh, in TCR I just saw him before the start he had a big smile on his face he was looking forward to the race he was actually looking up to the sky and seeing those sort of very light sprinkles and thinking oh yes I like this hasn't come to that but he's uh, still driving a good job done a, a nice job in his early stages and he's up into the fifth position in TCR it's car number two there's Dylan McAvern again 129.2 three last time around uh, leaders have been dealing with traffic the last few few laps there's been quite a few other sort of slower cars they've had to negotiate through and uh, so lap times aren't quite as consistent as, as they would normally be perhaps amongst these experienced drivers at the front of the field Dylan McAvern, the 2017 GS champion won that with the RS1 team with uh, Spencer Papelli 
Maybe now with uh, Tony Mosbert BMW, they've been uh, you know, contenders for, you know, well, always. He and B Bill Oblin, of course, who will be driving that car next. Brian Herder looking on in the pit lane as he sees his cars running first and second at the moment. But uh, Taylor Hagler back in the 12th position oh. in TCR. It's Tom Collingwood. Looks like he's got a problem out on the racetrack. Yeah, the number 83 Porsche. He's running in the 20... No, he wasn't. He was running in the 18th position before these, before whatever happened there, I think. 22nd on the timing screen. Now, yeah. yeah. Ooh, As people have gone by. He's got it going again. It was coming down the Whoa. back straight. Victor Gonzalez gets awfully close to the tail, or into the tail, perhaps, of AJ Musser heading into... The chicane right behind him was the Alfa Romeo, and I think right behind them was the race leader as well. Who's this, which Hyundai is this into the pit lane? So uh, wait for the timing to catch up. It's kind of a 33. It is the 33. It's, it's that the is leader. the race leader. Sheer Adam uh, has that car in the pit lane now. Right front tire is going to be changed on this car as they now are going to do both of the front tires. Mark Wilkins staying aboard for a little bit longer. Minimum drive time has not yet been met. Mark Wilkins is not a, a TCR driver that we want to take out any earlier than you have to, a champion from a couple years back. But they've changed the right tire. They're still working on the left side, having a bit of trouble getting it seated, but no harm, no foul, because they are still waiting on fuel. Mark is waiting now, dropped off the air jacks. Fuel probe comes out, perfect timing. No time lost, and their stop is done. Mark is going to go for another, eh, maybe an hour. Well, that extends the window as Eve rightly says um, the min uh, uh, sorry uh, Shear down in the pit lane says that um, drive time Shear minimum drive time for uh, the drivers here is 40 minutes four zero. Yeah, 4 zero minutes so Mark could probably well easily go into that sort of area before he gets out of the car Now, who does that leave in the lead of TCR then, uh, Jeremy? Uh, that would leave the number 77, Mason yeah. Felipe car, coming through turn one and over the top of turn two and three now. It's been a weird race in TCR, hasn't it? We've had all sorts of dramas and uh, you know, they, they, they might be able to bounce back from this, that uh, puncture for the number 33 car, but it's certainly going to be a tall order for them. But uh, so many other people have had uh, difficulties that, uh, you know, <laughs> who knows? Mason Philippi, he's, uh, he and his uh, teammate Tyler Maxson, who's doing double duty this weekend, he's racing in the uh, uh, in Petit Le Mans tomorrow in an LP3 car. They've had a whole bunch of pole positions this season in that number 77 car. They've each had two poles, each had two poles, in fact, so uh, four poles out of the 10 race season. That's pretty impressive for that pair, but the results just haven't gone their way. Maybe today finally will, because they've had uh, just one podium finish on number 77 car this is two podium finishes I beg your pardon including a second place last time out uh, seventh before that and a third before that which was uh, at uh, Lime Rock Park so they're certainly finishing off this season st strong they started off strong with four poles in the in the first uh, six races maybe we can finish off with three podiums out of the last four the extraordinary thing Jeremy is all of this action and drama in both categories and we've been green for the last however long it is that we've been we've been what racing we, we stayed green for all of the race so far so at least we, let's uh, let's hope it stays that way 
Yeah, um, just uh, dis- despite people throwing themselves <laughs> at each other and the scenery, uh, they've all managed to get pointing back in the right direction and either continue or limp back to the pits. Yeah. So a couple of moments ago, more drama down at turn at 10A, and that's more side-by-side action. Okay, that was the start of the victory. No, that's another one. That's Victor Gonzalez being gently ushered yes. off the track as he was trying to pass whichever Hyundai it was uh, that he was alongside uh, and has a little trip through the gravel as Shea Adam can give us some news from the pit lane on the various Hyundai problems. What's been going on, Shea? The 33, which was the car that came in most recently, driven by Mark Wilkins, came in because they were anticipating a yellow coming out. It obviously did not, but they took their chance and leaving Mark Wilkins out there for longer. Not really in the championship hunt as far as the top two are concerned, so they're looking for another race win this year. Now, the 98 did have contact out on the track. That's what knocked the hood up. They had to come in and address that right away. Whereas the sister car, the number one championship leader, there was contact on track from second in the championship. The Alpha came together with it. That's what precipitated it coming down the pit lane. But with all the focus on the sister car, the number 98 already in its pit box, they sent Taylor back out and hoped the yellow would come out, giving them a longer opportunity to examine the car. Again, no yellow has appeared. Might do now, though. We've got the Alpha in the gravel and a slow-moving Porsche as well from the far side of the course. Yeah, there was contact it was the BGB uh, car, The BGB Porsche, very slow down the back straight and has turned the Alfa Romeo of Raleigh. Sponsored machine around. No, it's got going. Excellent. That was the uh, apex of turn number seven. But that Alfa that had eased its way up into the top five in TCR, just staying out the way. There's a bit of damage on the left rear of that car. Might be coming into the pit lane uh, this time around. Again, that is coming from too far back for the BGB car. And that's one of the championship contenders in TCR. Ryan Block there going for a ride in that number five Alfa Romeo. Boy, he cannot buy any look, can he? No, it seems not. Wow. So that's another one that race control will have to look at. He stayed out, and I'm not sure that that car is completely straight on the right rear. Let's have a look and see how it's tracking over the top of the hill. It turns two and three, staying out the way of everybody else. Uh, that is so annoying. Great looking car in the black and gold colours. Uh, pass under yellow for the car number five. Uh, so that'll be a drive through. And that being the. That is the Alpha. So they, they're having a horrible time. Yeah. And now a spin. I, I think the rear suspension's just broken on that car at turn five. So car five, turn five. Uh, no, it's a puncture. The tyre, I thought there was damage to that right rear and I thought it was pretty brave for Roy Block to stay out. He's kept the car running, unless he's been clobbered again by somebody else because of an evil handling car. So it, we still stay green. And he's going to limp back. Now, he... He was absolutely nailed by the BGB car, uh, was he? Well, I mean, he's I mean, got to turn in at some stage, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, but the 83 car was alongside and then kind of slowed right up, and that was a weird, that was a weird one, to be honest. Uh, but uh, yeah, the, the, he certainly should have seen there was a car on the inside of him, should Roy Block. Uh, the the Porsche was right there alongside of him, but then suddenly kind of backed out. Maybe it, maybe he thought the car was going out. You know, 
it was a, it was a kind of weird one. That. It was a turn ten pass under yellow for that Alpha. Uh, in the meantime, then, we, we, boy, this is a bit of a dramatic race, certainly. Trevor Andrusko is still running in third position, column 55. Then Hugh Plum in fourth in column 46. But he's coming under increasing pressure now from Andrew Davis uh, in the number eight McCann Racing Porsche. He's uh, fighting up through the field. Right behind him now is Luca Mars in that number 50, 59 Ford Mustang for Core Motorsport. It's been a tremendous drive by Luca Mars up now into the sixth position. And pretty much on the tail of Andrew Davis as they complete lap 26, and the Alpha heads for the pit lane. And uh, just down the pit lane, the number 19. Hyundai, they are um, having a look at the front of the car. It's taking some damage. They've done a full, uh, so they're in a tire tray. Oh, yeah, they're having to get the uh, the under tray from the front off. So it's not it's like a splitter, but it's uh, it's, it's recalcitrantly uh, attached on the uh, the left mount. The right mount is broken, as is half of that. Uh, that lip gone as well. Lots of gesticulating from the driver. Uh, frustration overflowing. But this thing looks very second-hand, in fairness. This could be... Uh, this, this probably actually needs to spend more time in the shop than the pit lane. Uh, and when they do get it off, of course, they, when they take the front spitter off, they're going to have very little aero. So uh, more problems for these TCR cars. And then further down, I see the Alphas in the pits as well now. That's got back in again, the number five car. Uh, that is ha having a... Uh, it's having a full service the other end of the pit lane from me on my half uh, they've got all the tyres laid out they're going to obviously put a new rear one on it but uh, yeah it's all going on here but we are of course getting very close to the 40 minute mic no one is down here yet on my end of the pit lane John but people are sitting on the walls with tyres it is minimum drive time being met so it means it's about to get busy so that uh, alpha stop then we'll have a look at that I think that is not going very well at all, and it's they've done what they can, but there's damage to the rear. That was the contact between the Alpha and the BGB Porsche. He was sort of there and sort of not, and backed out. The worst thing you can do is be yeah. indecisive. Yeah. Um, six of one, half a dozen of the other, I don't know, but the Alpha have, has come off the worst, and that looks to be rear suspension or tyre damage on that car as it was coming up to turn number five, ahead of the 72. Yeah, tyre's gone. Tyre's gone as he turned into turn five. Now, what other damage is it kind of would get your attention because that's the loaded tyre. Uh, and it's going behind the wall. Right. So that's the, uh, that's the end of that championship uh, And it is by battle. it was a tyre, Jeremy, but caused by rear right suspension yep. uh, being uh, bent. Uh, no action for that injury uh, as uh, we've now hit the did we see a, res a resolution to the number 93 and number 95 I, was I that no action as well I didn't see that if yeah. I'm honest uh, Jeremy uh, now we've hit the uh, drive time expect to see lots right. of drivers coming in to the pit lane Nick Damon first of all yeah, we just received the uh, 43, the, the GS uh, BMW. Uh, that is the car, he says, of, of uh, Stephen Cameron Racing. Now, they, they are doing a bit of fuel there, obviously, with the uh, GS cars needing uh, fuel as well as tyres. Uh, didn't see a driver change, so they're just going to keep him there at second front at the moment. They are currently uh, going for that, that five, that five nut whiz, whiz, whiz. It's all the old-fashioned NASCAR before NASCAR went centre-half. Great noise, and away he rolls. They didn't really move their tyres enough. Shay, your end. 
Our pole sitter is in Nick. We've got Dylan McEvern staying here because it is Bill Power time. Bill Oberlin taking over the number 95 Turner Motorsport BMW. We've also got TGM in with one of their Porsches. That's car number 64. Ted Giovannis is getting out, handing over to Owen Trinkler. We've also got the number 71. That's the Camaro from Rebel Rock Racing. They're in. That's the driver change over to Robin Liddell from Frank DePew. And importantly, 56. Marilla Racing. It is Eric Foss time after Jeff Mosing started the car. Did a very good job to move his way up through the field. And also the pit board is dangling for Volt Racing, meaning Alan Brynjolfsson's season in GS is done. Was it a championship winning one? Well, we'll find out in about an hour and 20 minutes worth because now it is time to hand over to Trent Hinman. Thanks to our yeah, pit reporters he's, there. He's waited uh, a lot longer than some of these other contenders as Alan Brynjolfsson uh, because uh, he didn't come in this time around. Two of the Marilla cars are in the pit lane. Uh, Jeff Mosing, number 56, to hand over to uh, uh, Eric Foster, we just heard. Number 72 car also in. That's Kenny Marillo, son of team over, owner Ken, who will hand over that car to uh, Christian Shimjack. And here now comes Alan Brynjolfsson. Uh, 29 laps in the books. Uh, Tom Dyer stays out to lead the race for car number 93. And running in the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7th position will be Alan Brynjolfsson. Must seem like you're going backwards on the pit lane speed limiter as you come down there and come to a halt. Team will go to work. So, uh, yep, right motorsports team goes to work on that Aston Martin. It'll be a change of tyres. Trent Hinneman will hop aboard. Standard stop, I think. She Adam is there. Yep, it is fuel, tires, and the driver change. This crew for Volt Racing, which worked with Wright Motorsport last year to help them win the GS Championship, very calm and very well maintained as far as form is concerned. We've also got the 96 Turner Motorsport BMW back into the pit lane. Remember, they were in not too long ago for Vin Barletta. Vin is now getting out of that car, having done the extra couple of laps because, of course, he's already been down the pit lane twice, and the time spent in the pit lane doesn't count against your drive time. They've removed the right rear tire, and they're actually looking at the suspension in there. While they've got the opportunity the fueling is done car is still up on the air jacks still no new tire this is going to take the 96 out of the contention because in terms of third in the championship well, that was very hotly contested so that means that they're probably going to drop down but also into the pit lane the number 93 for carbon that's the Porsche that's down on Nick's end but on my end 46 team TGM that will be Hugh Plum handing over to Matt Plum 93 has come to a safe stop and is receiving the full service driver change as well. Uh, pass me by is the Aston Martin number 139. That was right at pit in. That's already completed service and rolling through. Uh, very, very impressed by the particular action of the fueler on the, uh, the Cayman there. He's got a very uh, interesting stance. He, he pumps the fuel to the, uh, the bonnet of the car, uh, or should I say the hood. So they're just completing that now. With the, uh, it's interesting, one of the things, because we're using these, these five-nut wheels, of course, one of the things that happens at the end of the pit stop is some poor man has to go and pick up all the discarded 20 bolts or 25 bolts that have fallen off. So uh, there's a lot of work done afterwards. Uh, coming down now, I can see one of the Mustangs. That is the number 877 of the car, and it's, uh, it's all keeping busy here. You should never say hood, uh, Nick. It's a bonnet, and it's the same as corners and straights, not turns and straightaways. We have standards to keep up, you know. Off the go. <laughs> uh, 
and in the pits, there's been a change of position, Shea Adam, as you were watching them go out past you and off the pit lane speed limiter. It was still Porsche Porsche, but Team TGM beat out Carbon. So now Tyler McQuarrie is staring at the back of Matt Plum's car. Meanwhile, the service goes on for the 877 Ford Mustang. We have to give them some credit. They found form at the end of the season with two podium finishes in the last what, three races. They are doing their driver change. Kyle Marcelli is taking over, and Sheena Monk has gotten out just waiting on the field for new Michelin's already bolted onto this Mustang. Just a couple of moments ago, the Cayman and Vault racing. Aston Martin coming very close together at turn number six, and the Riley Supra is in amongst that as well. Yeah, which has not yet stopped. So that's actually running in Supra third position. Stopped. Supra yeah. has not stopped. That's Forza running in third stopped. position. Trevor Andrescu leads then in the FCP Euro number 55 Mercedes. Luca Mars all the way up into second place and only a couple of seconds behind in that uh, core number 59 Ford. Brilliant drive by young Luca. He'll be handing over that car to former series champion Billy Johnson. Then Alfredo Nadri in that Riley Motorsport Supra in third position. That's car number 14. Just seen a full service number eight car. Andrew Davis has hopped out and gone straight to the, uh, the has gone straight to the uh, the car there, which is interesting. Uh, Michael McCann's got into it. He said, "Well, the car, the, the club car, he's sitting down." I think he's expecting him to drive him somewhere. Uh, the number nineteen Hyundai is back in again. Uh, that's the car which they were fixed in the front of. I think now they're actually. Uh, just doing a, a bit of a standard service rolling out. The 99 uh, Honda TCR car is just pulling out the pits. And uh, to my right, I can now see we've got a, a Mercedes coming towards us and stopping right at pit in. So you'll get the number of that one more easily than I will, John. Thank you, Nick. Uh, news from the race control. It was the FCP Euro 55 car that Nick was talking about there, coming in out of second place for Trevor Andrusco. But owing us that pit stop the number two Brian Herter Autosport uh, TCR car AJ Must driving that car incident responsibility uh, with the uh, Victor Gonzalez 99 so that was the car that ushered the Victor Gonzalez Honda off the track uh, with I think Victor was at the wheel at that point yeah. it's changed to his teammate now which of the witnesses is that Jeremy? Carl it is Carl yeah thank you so that was down at 10A. So that will be a drive-through for AJ Muss in that Brian Hurt Autosport. That car currently running fourth in class. Yeah, and uh, leading the TCR now is Mason Philippi in car number 77. The battle for second, though, is number 15, which is Alex Rockwell. Really fine drive by Alex, but right behind him now is the pole sitter. Car number 73, that's Matt Pombo, up into third position and uh, looking to challenge for second as they head down the back straight. Also, in amongst that little group is the Van der Stur Racing, uh, number 19. That's had uh, problems in several laps down, so not in contention here. But around the outside goes Pombo into the chicane and up into second position, ahead of the number 15 car. News of a Turner penalty, I think, from Shea Adam. Yeah, let me just come down here and ask Johnny Knotts. Johnny, what was the Turner penalty for? They had a safety stand underneath the car while they were refueling. Oh, thanks, Johnny. Uh, just out of the car, it's Andrew Davis from the number eight uh, code. Um, I don't think I've ever seen a race with so much incident, but no uh, full course yellow. What's it like to be in it? Yeah, it's it's it was quite crazy, but you know, close racing at Road Atlanta, it's very very small room for margin, so it can happen. I was happy everybody was able to keep rolling because 
I had some momentum trying to move up to the field. We probably could have used at least one of those yellows, but it probably would have thrown us off strategy as well. So, yeah, that's that's how it is racing at Road Atlanta here. It's exciting. Is it end of end of term madness or just be, uh, just the, the constraints of the track? No, I think uh, you know it may be a little bit of madness. You know, a lot of people. There's a lot of madness in GT4 racing in general. Sometimes you wish people would make a little better decisions. I tried to do that and show Michael's, Michael Jr. how that's done and uh, keep the car clean and bring it to him. If, if everybody did that, they'd all have better races, wouldn't they? Thanks, Andrew. We just had an incident as well on the pit lane that involved the number 40. That was Joey Hand taking over for PF Racing. The car's won twice so far this year because the Michael Johnson Racing number 54 came into the pit box right ahead of them. And Joey was told to leave when he had a clear opportunity. Then at the last second, he was told to hold. And then when he was told to go again, he hit the tire, leaving the pit box. So that will be a drive-through penalty for PF Racing. That's going to cost them daily here. One of the other Mustangs, though, uh Luca Mars was just on the pit lane to hand over to Billy Johnson. It's a great first stint from young Luca Mars. Really impressed by him there. He was uh, he had good pace all the way through it. Uh, didn't do didn't appear to do anything silly. And uh, brought that car. He worked his way. He was actually he led a couple of laps uh, until he came in after 33 laps. So great great drive by him. And I think that'll probably put uh, well actually Rami Abdul Vahabi in column zero nine for automatic race in the Aston Martin has not yet made a pit stop, but he's about to be overtaken for the what will be the lead by Bill Oberlin, who has been into the pit lane. Behind him is an, another of the Bronze Cup category cars. That's Gary Ferreira, who also hasn't pitted. And then Matt Plum, with a good pit stop, has uh, vaulted ahead of Tyler McQuarrie in the car barn with Peregrine, number 93 car. So Bill Oberlin now will lead the race this time around, ahead of Gary Ferreira as uh, Ramin Abdul-Vahabi comes onto the pit lane. Jeremy Shaw along with me John Hindhoff in the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre Share Adam and Nick Damon down in the pit line with just 68 minutes to go of the 120 which we started the race Bill Oberlin then leads by seven and a half seconds over the Capstone Motorsport car in second that's the number 11 AMG third Billy Johnson for Court Motorsports that would be a Ford fourth and fifth, two Porsches. Matt Plum taking over from his brother is ahead of the 93, the dark grey and green. Carbon Autosports, Tyler McQuarrie driven car and the top six made up at a distance of 20 seconds from the leader by the 09 Aston Martin. TCR, Mason Felipe leads. Has Mason been into the pit lane yet? No, he has not. From the Eric Rockwell driven Belgard and Technisale, Audi in second, Stephen Cameron. Uh, uh, sorry, Elliot Honderworld and Matt Pombo just in the pits yes. at the moment. Having worked its way all the way up after serving that penalty back up into second position. Okay, uh, several other contenders have made pit stops, but a really good comeback charge by the local driver, Matt Pombo. He'd have been so frustrated to get that penalty. Uh, he's uh, yeah, got an awful lot of laps around here over the years, uh, has Matt. He's from Atlanta, driving with his good buddy and fellow Atlanta native, uh, Ryan Eversley, who's going to take over that number 73 car from here to the end. Well, it's a stand, it's a very good, efficient stop for 73. Driver change has been made, but of course, it's uh, uh, trying to catch up from those earlier issues. But they have got away and they haven't lost any time. The number two Hyundai, Hyundai sorry, is also there at the moment, uh, getting a full service in driver change. And the number 11 Mercedes GT4 is also pulled in the Skillsoft car from the GS division. So still people are rolling through the back end of this uh, pit strategy period. Thank you, Nick. 
So coming down to half distance here. Still, still really the uh, the stagger to work itself out here. There's a number of different pit strategies. Yeah. Who's not stopped yet? Well, Mason Felipe at the head of TCR uh, in 11th position overall. I don't think the Belgarden Technics, I don't think Eric Rockwell stopped either, has Correct. he? So Correct. they've got to come in. Pretty much everybody in GS has been in to the pit lane. Yeah. Let's have a word with some of the drivers who've got out. Nick Dearman. Just uh, leading in to, to, to engineer. Um, Matt, I don't know what to say really. Did you realise you just just come across too early? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say. You know, it's a downside of starting when I don't normally. So I think it was close. I know that Hot Sack, God Sacker was a car behind me, and I tried to drift out on the straight. Maybe I timed it early. It's all right. Those guys have a better view than we do in the seat. I know it was close. So I hate it came down to that. Is probably was a bumper away. But anyway, we're moving forward. The car's great. Um, Ryan, you know, get out there. We're in the top three. I think we have the car to beat today. You know, it's hot, so I don't know. It's not really, but it's hot in the car. I had the windows up trying to make up ground. So um, I want to say uh, hey to Eli and Henry and my wife, Beth. I know they came up. They don't get to come up often. So I want to send a shout-out to them and uh, cheer that L.A. Honda World, number 73. I hate I got us in this predicament, but, you know, I would have taken a top three handoff to Ryan any day. I wish it was up front, but, you know, I, we'll see how it goes. Still a lot left. Thank you. This is great. It was a great comeback drive. I mean, realistically, can you, can, it, can you get to the front without a yellow flag? Yeah, I think so. They were telling me it's like seven to nine laps and uh, seven to nine seconds to the leader, and we were a second a lap faster at the end. So I think, you know, it's you got to have a lot of things go your way. So hopefully, traffic keeps playing in our favor and not in theirs, and we'll be there to race them. Quick question: uh, Obviously, it's hot, but through the windows up, how much does that give you? A couple of miles an hour? Yeah, I mean, on a windy day, you know, with hurricane stuff coming through, I think it it buffets in the car. So. It's a strategy. It's not necessarily a driver comfort strategy, but you know, I think with ground to make up, we had to go. So you deal with it and let Ryan do the same thing. Hugh Plum, that was a great stint to kick things off. We were watching you just coming up through the field in the number 46 team TGM Porsche. This track seems very well suited for Porsches. We're seeing a lot of them run at the front. Does that make it more difficult when the people you're battling are in like machinery? Yeah, absolutely. Well, that was a that was a great run for TGM, and you know, kind of look forward to towards the end of the race. Uh, we always look forward to coming here, and you know, TGM guys have been through a lot this year for sure. Um, so excited for the uh, for the Volt guys. Hopefully, they've they've maybe tied it up. They deserve a deserve a championship. So hats off to them. But um, can't say enough about Ted Giovannis and the whole TGM crowd, Porsche. Um, what a great day. Good way to end the, end the 2022 season. You know what it's like to come into this final round of the season and have the pressure on of trying to win a championship. So very classy words coming from you. It's been the sister car that's gotten the podium so far this year. And there's a podium mustache that's been going around. What's the current bet going on going forward if another podium or perhaps even a double podium were to appear? I so want to grow a, uh, I so want to grow a mustache. You know, I, I I don't think I could grow one if we won every race uh, all season long. But um, no, you know, obviously the '64 car and Ted and Owen, great job to them. I do know what it feels like to come here uh, with a knife to your to your back. Uh, unfortunately, we're not doing that this year. But uh, more years to come, and um, 
you know, tough year, but that's all right. We, you, you have those in this sport. Best way to start the next year is to kick off by a good win here today. So good luck to you guys on uh, Team Good Mustache. I think we're going to call you from now on. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much, Jay. Yeah, I saw Owen and, uh, and Ted Dan on the group. I've seen the shop. picture. You've seen the picture right there. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, the triple mustache team there. Uh, we had uh, uh, Tyler, ha- Taylor Hagler coming in uh, to the pits whilst that was going on. And it looked to be a relatively clean stop. Also in the 77 Hyundai. And then at the top of the hill, coming together for the Euro FCP number 52 white, blue and black car. And the 93 Porsche from Carbomb. Bits of car flying off there. Not entirely sure which car the pieces were. It's a uh, battle for third place, by yes, the way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, FCP Euros, Mike Skeen uh, in that car. Tyler McQuarrie in the other one. Fourth and fifth, those two. Yes, Jeremy, sorry. The uh, Also coming into the pit lane for what looked to be standard stop was the Dealey Motorsports number 70 TCR that's the Hyundai Veloster with the sort of purple and black urban camouflage on that car coming down to an hour to go we'll give you an update here's how it stands Turner Motorsport BMW Bill Oberland from Billy Johnson for Core Motorsport and the number 59 Ford then Team TGM Matt Plum on a podium drive maybe with the 46 car top six made up by the fcp euro and that carbon car along with the mccann racing number eight machine They've come through the field quite nicely as well about three seconds further back in tcr as the pit stops have cycled through it is the 33 brian herder autosport hyundai uh, with Mark Wilkins now behind the wheel that leads from Ryan Eversley for Honda World in second place. So that long run and the tactics uh, at the start after that problem. The Ryan Eversley driven car now, the 73 in second ahead of Tyler Maxson for Brian Herder Autosport by about 1.3 seconds and the rest of the TCRs falling in behind that. So that yes. was a really good uh, drive back uh, by Matt Pombo. Uh, after he was spun around early on. Yeah, true, true, true that. And um, yeah, the, the strategy is going to be interesting here. They've got to half distance now before there's a, a slew of cars onto pit lane, including that number 77 car. So uh, they should be go to, good to go to the end from there. Uh, so yes, Mark Wilkins leads, but he has still to hand over that car to Robbie Wickens. So he's definitely committed to two stops. Yeah, uh, whereas some of these point. others can do it on one. It's a very that's going to be point. interesting. And Ryan Eversley, I think, uh, having made that stop just a couple, three laps ago, I would imagine they're probably good to go to the end, just do a little bit more than an hour. Certainly, if there's any caution, that shouldn't be a problem for them. So it's going to be a, a straight fight at the moment, I would think, between Ryan Eversley and Tyler Maxson. That's number 73 ahead of the 77. Carl Whitmer in third position. He's got, well, fourth position because uh, Mark Wilkins is way out ahead. I don't think he's far enough ahead to be able to make another pit stop, but he isn't far enough ahead to make another pit stop and still retain the lead. Looks to me as though Mark Wilkins has got the better part of a minute in hand over Ryan Eversley, but that's not enough time to do a pit stop and a driver change. Uh, So it will give Rob Wilkins a a job to do as he drives back through. I think he'll 
joined back in probably in third or fourth after that because Tyler Maxson's only another three seconds further back. But, he, uh, but Shea down in the pit lane just telling me that Ryan Eversley, uh, is, his, his car is flapping. Well, he isn't, but the car is. The underfloor is flapping around as it goes into turn one as into the pit lane comes uh, the leader. And this is the stop then with... 57 minutes to go so well inside what the uh, the fuel tank could do Shea Adam we've got the leading Hyundai with you well inside what Robert Wickens can do as well I'm standing a little bit further down so hopefully when the 73 does come past you'll be able to hear it in the background of my mic but they are doing fuel four tires maybe yes they are four tires for Robert Wickens so a full tire change which for a TCR car is a little bit unusual normally they just change the front so they are looking for a little bit of extra grip for Robert Wickens as he goes out there and takes this car to the checkered flag no more trips down the pit lane needed for this 33 Hyundai that was it in the background can you hear any of the flapping John it's getting worse and worse every time as it comes by but the pit stop continues they're changing the left side tires old Michelin's coming off now the new ones are going on and the fuel nozzle is out so now they're just losing time on the tire change waiting for the car to drop off the air jacks as it does now car is good to go and Robert Wickens roars into this race see where he rejoins sure they needed to take four tires there and that could have been that could be costly I mean they're already doing one more pit stop than everybody else so they want I guess they want as much grip as they could possibly well, get well yeah that is a fair point. This is battle a little bit further back there with uh, Eric Foss has moved his way ahead of both uh, Michael McCann and uh, Trent Hinman, I think. Yeah, I think he has. So not quite sure what happened there. That's the battle for 6th, 7th and 8th with the uh, Michael McCann car becoming under increasing pressure from uh, Tiago Camilo, the Brazilian, in the Toyota Supra, car number 14, the... Uh, Toyota Gazoo South America team run by Riley Motorsport. He's still ahead of uh, now Eric Foss and then behind them both is Michael McCann and then the championship leader Trent Hinman. And Trent Hinman, for, as far as he's concerned, if he can follow Eric Foss from here, he'll be more than happy with that because that would be enough to clinch the championship for that vault racing car number seven. So, welcome into the pit lane, Andrew Marriott, who has an update on that Super GR. Very interesting, the man that's in charge of that whole programme, Steve Hallam, manager of vehicle support and track engineering for Lexus, was, in 1991, the guy who was engineered Ayrton Senna to the World Championship. In fact, Steve had 30 years in uh, Formula One and uh, later worked for Waltrip Racing, but now he's uh, the sort of man on the ground for Lexus. So some Formula One experience down there. And uh, I, Steve was in the pit earlier, but actually he's just gone back, I think, to the other side because he's also involved, of course, with the, the Lexus in, uh, in the, the main race. Yeah, with uh, TRD, came over, as you say, I think about... Uh he came over in 2018, he was telling me, I flew out with him on the plane uh, from Southern California, along with John Ward, who's another legend of this sport, another legendary design engineer for Dan Gurney's All-American Races. He works with Brian O'Hara, Autosport Hyundai team, and uh, the three of us were on the plane. We were delayed for a couple of hours in Dallas, so they went off to the first-class lounge, and I, I didn't. <laughs> such is the... I did have some work done. Yeah. Such, uh, <laughs> such is the lot of us poor broadcasters, Jeremy. <laughs> 
Absolutely. Yeah, cool 54 like and that. a half minutes to go. Bill Auburn leads overall for BMW ahead of Ford. Billy Johnson, 95 and 59. Yeah. 18 and a half seconds, yeah. that gap now. That's getting it, staying about the same. It's yeah. been that way for the last seven or eight laps. Where did... Uh, so Ryan Eversley's in the lead. Uh, so the 73 car, which started on pole position for LA Honda World in the final run for the FK7 TCR car. New car coming along. So where did Robbie Wiggins join in? Answer in eighth position. Uh, some 24, 30... About 40 seconds away from the lead. So, Bill Oberland just taking a little bit of time out of Bill Johnson, like Billy Johnson last time around. Behind them, by the way, Matt, uh, is uh, the FCP Euro. That is the GT4 AMG. Then Team TGM. Mike Skeen in that mainly white BMW. Mm. With Matt Plum on his rear aerofoil at the moment as they're heading up towards yeah. turn five. Has Matt Plum gone through that? No, don't think so. But what... what Jim's for so, all of a sudden, a down, is Billy, it? Billy, yes. Billy right. Johnson lost uh, a couple of seconds on that last lap. Uh, all of a sudden, to the leader now, as you say, he's got Mike Skeen uh, right behind him there. The number 40 car uh, is, a, uh, is a lap down. Uh, they had to do the drive-through for hitting the pit equipment, remember? Yeah. That's what cost them. Thank you, Shane. in the 19th place. But uh, it's, it's uh, yeah, battle on there for second position. Billy Johnson now just ahead of Mike Skeen, uh, who, who overtook Matt Plum in car number 46 a couple of laps ago. So into the pit lane for Nick Gallant and the 22 Porsche. I mean, Gottsacker has just gone underneath us as well, I think. Was that the 98 Hyundai? Yes, it was. And that's pulling up next to Shea Adam. This is the driver change. Finally, Harry Gottsacker getting out. Perker Chase taking over. Remember this car fighting for third in the TCR championship. The guys that they're battling with are the guys who have been out front for most of the race. That Well, Robert Wiggins is the one who's currently uh, tied with them on third. And Mark Wilkins started the race. Robbie bringing the car home. But now the driver change is complete. They are changing front tires only. Have a lot of fuel that they need to put in this car because it's been running for a while. And they are grabbing new tape as well because the tape that they put onto the car earlier to try and hold the hood down, well, it started to peel up, unfortunately. So it tells you how important Arrow is around all of these TCR cars. The hood pins are down. The left side one is seated. The driver's right side one, well, that one's being held down by a zip tie. And all we're waiting on is fuel as the last pit stops for the GS cars continue further down in Andrews under pit lane. Yeah, the Nola Sport Porsche is just in the uh, mechanic up on the bonnet in that special pose they have because the fuel goes in right in the centre of the bonnet. No driver change, just looking around to see what tyres they're putting in. And I think they've just done the left And off goes the car. And Nola Sport back in the race. So possibly only two tyres there. The working side tyres would be the left-hand side tyres. Yeah, we've seen it before. Uh, two tyres or four tyres. Sometimes the rear-drive cars go for rears only. That is a little 
more difficult, quite easy. Uh, set up the uh, balance of the car. Vault racing, Adam Brynjolfsson handed over to Trent Hinman and sits in ninth position at the moment. He's stalking the Michael McCann, McCann Racing number eight. Porsche ahead of him and it's a little mistake coming out of turn five. Now coming down towards turn six, gets down the inside. Trent Hinman doesn't need a second invitation there. It's not an easy overtake in turn six because you're barely breaking. But he's held on to the inside. That's how you go too wide round turn number seven. The driver on the inside has to stay committed and that makes the driver on the outside, the left-hand side, give you a bit of room. You do not want to be wishy-washy. Cayman is tiny compared to the Aston Martin and is holding on in terms of pace. There was virtually no difference there down the long back straight to turn 10A. And McCann will stay ahead in the red, white and black number eight of that Volt Racing car as they come out from and into the pit lane for Hinman. Hinman, so this is the last stop for this car. They're going to do that thing of getting your last stop in early back out for the Alpha. Now, Roy Block was the only driver who hadn't done his drive time. So after that damage to the rear suspension and rear tyre, the number five car is out again. So Roy Block will have to do a little bit of time before he can hand over. And Trent Hinman is not getting out of the car. He's just tightened his stop at his uh, belt back down and share Adam have they got two or four Michelin tyres for the Vault Racing Aston they've got two tyres but they are not new they are rubber uh, scrubbed rubber that has been used and then scraped off with that magical heat gun tool that peels off all the little marbles they are doing left side tyres only as well as fuel for Trent Hitman further down the pit lane Matt Plum came in they did fuel and left side tires for that car as well. And now, appearing on the pit lane, that would be the leader, the 95 Turner Motorsport BMW. Bill Oberlin comes in. Turner boys, they have two tires up on the wall. I believe it's going to be left sides all around for our front-running cars. Interesting tactic here. And, of course, as soon as one car, Jeremy, comes in, everybody else is going to follow because you don't want to get caught on the wrong side of a safety car. Now, Don Salama is the strategist there for Turner Motorsport. He's a former series champion himself, by the way, uh, some years ago. Uh, and uh, he's, he's not going to get caught out by, the, by that yellow flag. Bring Bill Oblin in. They can get to the end. 50 minutes, no problem. It's about 47 now to the end of this race. So that's easy on a tank, tank of fuel. Get that stop done. If there is a full course caution, the pits would be closed. And uh, that, therefore, takes that uh, potential headache and problem out of the picture for the race-leading car. So he'll lose the lead for now, but all the other guys are going to have to come onto the pit lane as well in GS. And that will happen in the next lap or two. Go, go, go for Turner 95. Bill Orbelin is out. Will have uh, lost the lead, of course, to Billy Johnson in the Ford. But uh, that car and Mike Skeen as well in the Mercedes has gone through. So here comes Tyler McQuarrie for... Carbon Autosport, that's at Andrew's end of things, so this will be their last stop, and again, uh, is this two or four Michelins, Andrew? Right, I'm just uh, getting down to the pitch now, it's looking like two, but as the car comes, I'll be able to monitor that situation. 
and what a cracking race this has been, John. There's so much incident. Still waiting for the 93. The team are poised. Just the two tyres, I think it's going to be. They are sticker tyres. And that car just coming down now. And we've got quite a bit of action. Other couple of the Mustang just came in as well. But I'm going to stick with the uh, 93. And here he comes, having had a good run. He's right uh, past my toes there. Up it goes on the jacks. The fuel is in. As I said, definitely two new left side sticker tyres go on. The rattle guns uh, uh, there. And uh, that car, I think that's going to be a pretty good pit stop for the uh, third place car here. The Peregrine Racing car machine. Still fuel going in to take it to the end. No driver change. And there we go. Don't understand why when you have got so much more fuel to go in, you don't go for four tyres, Shea Adam. Well, when you've got the same results as everybody else, that's because you did the exact same thing. When you do something different, you tend to get different results. And that's what the 56 for Morello Racing and the sister car, the 72, have decided to try. Four sticker tires going on each of these Mercedes. So they saved a little bit from their allotment. Five sets of tires at the start of the weekend for all the GS cars. Four sets for all the TCRs. Right now, they've got the right sides changed for the 72. Waiting on the left sides, but they are good because they are still waiting on fuel. Just to note, you'll see the number 11 uh, Capstone Motorsport car coming down the pit lane uh, for Chris Wilson. That uh, was too many people working on the car, so that'll be a drive-through for that machine. Actually, it was too many people over the wall ah. considered to be to working, working on, on the, the car. car. Yeah, absolutely Even though right. They weren't, they, apparently, they weren't doing anything according to that, that note there. Right. But, uh, yes. Uh, let's go back to Tom Dyer, literally just out of the carbon car. Here's, uh, here's Andrew Marriott with him. Yeah, Tom, that's a good run there. You're right in the hunt. Yeah, I think it was good for the uh, car of the team. Nice to see the 93 Carbon car back up near the front of the field. Uh, I know Tyler's out there doing his thing and see if we can keep it there and get our first podium of the season. It'd be really nice. I think you had green flag all the way. I mean, we have, we've had lots of incidents in this race, but no yellows. I'm really surprised. I mean, at some point you'd think there'd be a full course caution, but I don't want to jinx it. I think everybody likes to see good hard racing and uh, yellows get in the way of that. So if they can keep doing what they're doing, put on a good show for everybody and we'll see how it all shakes out at the end. In a Porsche, but, uh, you know, I'm an old black been around. You're a Mazda man. What are you doing here? Well, it's been a while since I've been in a Mazda. When I did, it was front-wheel drive. So, you know, it's nice to be in a, such a great car like the Porsche. And they've done such a fantastic job with this new one. Um, super competitive. And, you know, the, the fun of this series is all the cars are so close. And they do it in different ways. And that's what makes it interesting for us and hopefully good for the fans as well. Excellent. Tom Dyer there, him with a chance of a podium, I reckon. Yeah, possibly even better. Uh, Robert Liddell oh. starts to show towards the front of the field. Justin Piscatel leading. Bill Oberlin, the best of the GS cars, that's done two stops for Turner Motorsport in that 95. He's right on the tail of Justin Piscatel now. And there's a change for the lead. Number 39 oh, just car. By. Yeah. Yeah. Number nine, Justin Piscatel hasn't, hasn't made Co his final stop Correct. Yet. Uh, so uh, he's overtaken there by Bill Oblin. So back into the lead of the race goes number 95 car, and he retains uh, still a pretty handy lead over everybody else. 
42 and a half minutes to go. Andrew Marriott and Sheer Adam down in the pit lane. And it's Jeremy Shaw and John Hindoff in the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre on the start-finish line here at Michelin Raceway Road, Atlanta. At IMSA Radio, hello to Robert Mitchell. He's been enjoying all of the action today. A couple of good races from uh, Porsche Carrera Cup North America, presented by Visit Cayman Islands. We'll be presenting and honouring the champions tonight. And also the Edemit 2 Mazda MX-5 Championship. Those two now over. Won't spoil it for you if you want to catch up on that www.imsoupradio.com Let's take a couple of more interviews. We'll start with Shea Adam. Down here with uh, a man who has driven himself happy, Jeff Mosing, with the 56. We talked to Eric Voss earlier. The only thing you guys had to come out here and do was do everything you could. That's what you've been doing. Is that the reasoning behind putting four new tires on this car, whereas everybody else has put two old tires? Yeah, I mean, at this point, you know, uh, hats off to the seven team and the Aston Martin. They're... they're um, they're leading the championship. There's a long uh, chance, you know, for us to do uh, the best that we can. The team has done incredible all year. I'm really, really proud of them. And so, yeah, we've got to throw everything we can at it to try to get into I believe we have to be first and they have to be eighth or worse. So, you know, we're going to do what we can. I, I'm just really, really proud of this Marilla Racing team for doing what they've done all year. And we've got our first yellow flag of the race. Uh, it's down at turn one, isn't it, John? I think it's the 3300 yeah. is uh, the car that is off in the barriers and not going anywhere. Turned in and found a Porsche Cayman on the inside uh, as they were coming through. Pretty high uh, impact. It's the, yeah, definitely the 33. It looks like the uh, number 47 of uh, Nola Sport that was involved as well. That spun to the inside. So that is one of the cars that we were watching coming back through the field that's Robert Wiggins who has uh, come to grief on the outside of turn one uh, let's go down back down to the pitch you've uh, still got your interview each year oh Andrew let's go to Andrew sorry Trevor Andrews go with Andrew yeah he is here's uh, Trevor wow that was a pretty hectic start you're right in the mix there with the Mercedes yeah great stint uh, car, car felt really good um Happy to be at a home track. Happy to be here with the, these guys. These guys have been kicking ass all week, uh, all season. We're, we're happy to be here. We're, we're fast. And uh, what do you think Mike can do for the rest of the race now? We've got a yellow. It could throw things open a bit. Uh, a little bit off. Throws our, throws our strategy a little bit off. Um, trying to get back a little bit and see what happens here at the end. Trevor, thanks very much. Thanks to Trevor and Andrusco for, for waiting as well while we picked our way through what had happened uh, sure. to that incident. Not sure it does anything to to, uh, to their strategy. They like skiing, yeah. They, when we're they made the their second stop. Correct. So, Fifth uh, position. They should be good to go from here. Not quite. I think no, no drama for them. The, the 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 problem is for those the cars that haven't pitted, which is uh, Justin Piscitel who's running in second position. Uh, Robin Liddell, who's third. I mean, he, he's shown in the past that Chevy Camaro, that Rebel Rock car, has amazing fuel consumption. Uh, but uh, I don't think he can get to the end from here, even even uh, even him. Was that number 66 car, actually, rather than 47? Well, maybe it was 47. It's, it's a 47 Nola yeah, Sport car is, and uh, made pretty heavy contact. That's uh, Jason Hart, isn't it, who's yeah. uh, driving that. I, I, Turn one's a funny place. one because it is such a qu another quick entry. 
Robbie Wiggins out of the car. He's not hurt. He's just been helped to the Cayenne safety vehicle. If you're not aware of uh, Robbie's history, he is uh, needs a little bit of help to get in and out of the car. Amazing job that he does there with hand controls uh, on the machine. Not a great race for Alfa Romeo. Andrew is down with uh, Roy Block, who was right in the fight early on for the championship and this race. But contact uh, brought uh, his race to an early end. The car is back out there uh, trying to turn some laps. Uh, let's hear what Roy's got to say. Yeah, I'm with the Argentine now. You had a great start to the season, Daytona. What a fantastic event that was for you. But here, we, you just seem to have incident after incident. Yeah, no, uh, not the day we wanted. I think we started 10th. Uh, I worked my way up to 4th or so, or 3rd, I don't know. Um, we were feeling optimistic. The car was good. Uh, and then we had uh, some uh, optimi optimistic contact from a GS car. Yeah, we did see it, actually. We've had a replay. You know, um, it's a lot of optimism out there today in, uh, in certain turns, but... Overall in the season, we're very proud of, of what we've done, uh, being the sole alpha, um, and I uh, hope we, uh, we get everybody a good show today. You, you didn't come into the pits, of course, and then, then the tyres seemed to go down. What was the thinking there? Um, I was still turning laps. Obviously, the tyres were getting a little bit old, and um, you know we were running the race exactly as, as we planned. Our strategy was working. The pace was there, and then... Um, the GS traffic created a lot of issues because uh, they weren't the most uh, accommodating. And uh, now you're just going to run the laps to the end to get some points. Look, we, we were here to race and finish what we started. And uh, we're a small team, but, you know, we fight all the big ones. And uh, probably congratulations to, to Michael and, and Taylor. Uh, they definitely deserve the, the championship, and I wish them all the best. There's a lot of Alpha fans out there. And it's great to have this black and gold car. Are you going to carry on for next season with it? We, we will see. Uh, I think we did the, uh, the Alpha uh, brand proud. Can I say something in Spanish? Yeah, please. Uh, un abrazo a toda la gente que está mirando, especialmente todos los chicos de Argentina. Uh, este, un abrazo para vos y espero verlo dentro de poco. Muchas gracias. Gracias. Thank you. Hope Sher was listening to that. Thanking uh, the team, I thanking the team. Yeah, thanking the team a lot. Yeah. I did overlevel Spanish. It, I could have translated it, it a little it, bit. He said, he said we're only a little team and we've been um, fighting hard. And we hope to see that car uh, back next season. As Andrew rightly said, there's a, a lot of interest in that machine. We're under our first full course yellow. The pits are open for. GS, the incident between the Nola Sport car and Robbie Wiggins' Hyundai Elantra has been reviewed. No action from the race stewards. Now, this does bring Justin Piscatel right up behind Bill Oberlin, but it doesn't because he's got a pit. And Shea Adam, you're going to get the Aston Martin and the Camaro into the pit lane uh, right now. Yeah, and that's what, why I wasn't paying attention what Roy Block was saying. I was checking in with Rebel Rock because I noticed the number three on the side of the Camaro. They said, yeah, but it's not going to last. We have to pit. But we've got stickers, and we're going to put them on. And, hey, it's Robin Liddell. He's run this race for us before, and maybe it'll rain. So they're still optimistic down there at the Camaro camp. 
Yeah, the Aston's down here, the bright yellow vault machine is getting two fresh Michelins. Oh, sorry, yeah, the, uh, this is not the vault machine, because this is the uh, Pistel car. And uh, anyway, it's got two cars, you know, the accelerating car, and it's at number 39. And uh, fuel still going in on the side, no driver change. And now it's going to go out. It's still a bit more fuel. It's got the lock on to turn it out. It can only just squeeze out, actually. But he's just made it by an inch, and out he goes. And that was the uh, the other Aston Martin, the 09, still a car care car. The uh, machine sitting at, in front of it. At four sticker tyres for Robin Liddell and four stickers in the, that would be in the Camaro. Four stickers for Owen Trinkler in the Team TGM machine as well. As in, Jeremy, for the Murillo 65 car. Number 65 car, yes, that's uh, that's Brent Mosing and the Tim Probert. Brent is Jeff Mosing's brother. Uh, Tim Probert's rigid from the, from England, lives in uh, in Texas nowadays, been over here for a long, long time. They've done a super job this season. They've been uh, always consistent, running in the tops of at least 14 or 15 or so. But Tim qualified fifth uh, a little bit earlier in the season, a remarkable performance to, to put that car on the grid. And yeah, they've had a really good year and they're leading the bronze category here today, uh, particularly with some uh, with a, uh, uh, that penalty earlier on for number 11 car dropped them back a little bit farther down the field. But another good run for uh, Brent Mosing and Tim Probert. Pits are open for oh, TCR. TCR's next time around. Yeah. Uh, by the way, just, just right in. Moments before the caution came out, the number 877 was uh, was came into the pits to make its pit stop. So it's going to be ahead now of the number 39 and 71, which we, he was just behind them before we went to full course caution and the pits were closed. So 55 uh, laps now in the books. We've got 32 minutes remaining in this race. It'll be a few more laps before we go back uh, to green because... The TCRs will be allowed to make their pit stops this time. But I'm not sure there's going to be many takers actually for TCR. Most of them have made what should have been that what would be their final stop. So I'm not even sure. Yeah, we're going to see a couple of minutes, including the race leader. Uh, I think Ryan was that Ryan Oversee ducking down into the pit lane. Yes, it was. In fact, the first two cars, first three cars, all onto the really? pit lane. Really? Wow. Eversley, Maxson, and Whitmer yeah. all into the pit lane. Let's keep an eye on that. Then Ryan Eversley in the blue. Uh, and white FK7 Honda. So, are they going to stick her up? They're going for some more fuel. Stick her up on the front? Yes. Right front getting sticker tyres. Left front getting sticker tyre uh, on that Honda. And Shea Adam is watching the Hyundai number 99. For VG RT Racing uh, Sorry, the Honda. The Honda, me. yes. Uh, this one has gotten two podiums so far on the season, including a win. They had to push it back a bit to try and get the fuel thrown back in, but Carl Wimmer gets going again. The first of any of the cars to rejoin the track. Now, uh, Michael Lewis actually just now hitting his marks in that pit box. That will be fuel only for the championship leading number one. Uh, the next car out on the pit lane is the Alpha, but we don't really need to pay attention to that because he's so far down. 
big lockup from the second place Hyundai trying to exit the pits. No, it's white smoke coming out of that car. I can't tell which one it is, but the number 54 has just had its pit stop done as well. That was new tires for uh, Stephen Simpson, front tires, as well as fuel. So watch out for Stephen. He's been very quick so far on the season, and they are looking to move up the championship, particularly at the expense of their team car, which is the reason for this yellow. Thank you, Shea. Uh, pit stops can often make... Oh, yeah, you're absolutely right. That is an ill-fitting front right tyre uh, on that Hyundai number 77. That is a big, big issue for Tyler Maxson and Brian Hurd at Autosport. Uh, it's rubbing up against the wheel arch, which suggests to me that there was either some damage or the front wheel hasn't gone on properly onto the locating pins there, Jeremy. Oh, certainly seems to have been some damage, I think, to the right front corner on that car, which is unfortunate for them because uh, they've had a good, strong end to the season. They were faster in the early stages. We talked about it earlier on, had four poles in the first six races, but didn't get results in the first part of the season. But they've had a couple of podiums uh, recently, and we're running in second position before they made this uh, this final pit stop. It's been a good fight back by the number one car. They yes, had uh, oh huge out lap for uh, it's um, Mikey Lewis, isn't it, behind the wheel of that number one. Now, really throwing the car through turn five, trying to get some energy into the rear tyres. Hearing now there may have been contact in the pit lane between. The 77, Brian Hurd at Autosport, Tyler Maxson, and another car. Well, the damage so. was on the front of that car, so maybe he hit the back of the 73, which was the leader. They were the t first two cars. 73 was leading. 77 was second as they came into the pit lane. Well, um, hearing from the pit lane, it might have been contact with the 5, the Alpha, whilst they were Alpha? in pit lane. Oh, that was in... OK, that's many laps down, OK. Pit officials are discussing that at the moment. There is a wave by for the Alpha, getting one of its many laps down. Meantime, back into the pit lane. Owen Trinkler for Team TGM. Yeah, he's a lap behind, unfortunately, right. for him. So, that's not significant. They're taking wing out of that car. Try and give uh, a bit more speed to that machine. Problems earlier on for the 96 Turner Motorsport or Motorsports car, Robbie Foley. That wing adjustment still going on for TGR. Might have been a bit of wing being put in, actually. We'll find out from our pit lane team. So coming down to under half an hour, 28 minutes to go. And this uh, wave by continues. Through goes the Alpha Giulietta. Very surprised nobody's done an Alpha Julia TCR car. Might be a little bit too large. A four-door car. We have seen four-door uh, oh. TCR cars in the past with the sort of sedan look to it, with the Audi, of course, the RS3. And depending on who you talk to, there may be an aerodynamic advantage to have a little bit of a boot line, a trunk line on those cars. Cleans the air up round the from the rear window and uh, down across the rear wing 17 cars then on the lead lap in GS the last of those is Joey Hand is in the number Toyota? 40 sorry number 40 Mustang that one last time out at VIR uh, with James Pezek uh, that car's got some Joey's got some work to do 
Yeah, but uh, that car had a, didn't have a penalty early on in this race, or something went wrong. Didn't uh, yes, they, run, they, they ran over the pit equipment. Yeah, so. there you go. So, um, is so that, Toyota, that Toyota Riley Toyota in fourth yeah. position? Yeah, that, yeah. That's a genuine position for yeah, that yeah. car. Oh, absolutely, right, it is. Yes. Them. Yeah, no, they had a good first stint. Alfredo Nagy was running in the top. Yeah, far Back to where great. was he? Sixth or seventh? Here we go. Cross the line. And Bill Oberlin with Bill Johnson. Billy Johnson right with him. Big slide there for that Toyota. Some lap cars in there, I think, as well. Yeah. Um, which didn't get the away by, of course, because they had been lapped. Genuinely. Yeah, number 66 car, that's Alec Udell. He's fast. Uh, Christian Shimjak and number 72 Mercedes, he's also fast. Uh, both of those two cars are lapped down. Also, Spencer Pompelli's in that mix as well, number 83 car. Where's he? A little bit farther down the order, perhaps. Yeah, he's right behind uh, Chris Wilson. Yeah, back, yeah. So the two leaders, then it is Mike Skeen who's having a battle. So the Porsche third on the road through turn seven is a lapped car. The black, white and blue car is the third place car. And then the cars behind are in order to, well, most of the way back anyway. 77 and 5 under review so it was the 5 yeah. car that was hit by the Hyundai so the Alpha hit by the Hyundai well at least those two coming together and that is being looked at by the officials more drafting down the back straight and the number 99 Victor Gonzalez racing car that is uh, was providing a hole in the air for one of the EMG GTs who themselves are in a battle with Team TGM. So that's Eric Foss and Matt Plum as they're working their way through traffic and off two TGMs, the Bell Garden, the two TCRs, the Bell Garden Technical Car and the 73 LA Honda World of Ryan Eversley. Yeah, they were third, third and fourth at the restart, those two. They're both going to have to come in, Jeremy. They've got grass in the grills. Yeah, wow. Here's... They, they just seemed to run out of road as they were coming up. In fact, they touched the back of Matt Plum's car. Uh, that was the problem. They were catching up the GS cars and trying to stay out of the way. Uh, improper final wave-by procedure for the car. Five stop and three minutes. They've also got a drive-through for incident responsibility with the 77. There was a lot of bumping between the number 15 Audi and Denny Dupont for Belgarden Technica Seal on the back of that TGM Porsche. And a Prick Lane Protocol. So the other car involved in that coming together, Pit Lane Penalty Protocol violation. So the 77 in second place in TCR has a drive-through as well. Ouch. Man, this has been busy for the stewards. Having a great battle at the moment for... Fourth and fifth position, the Riley Motorsports GR Supra and the Vault Racing Aston Martin. And Andrew is down with the driver who started that Supra. Yes, uh, Alfredo Dantry down here with me. Wow, you're up to fourth or fifth place. Great battle going on. The Toyota's really working well here. Yeah, for sure, especially after, you know, the last three, four races, we had some bad luck uh, coming into the races, but uh, looking good today. Let's see what happens in the next 20 minutes. When did you move to America to uh, start racing? Well, I'm still living in, in Dominican Republic, so I do fly up every for every race. 
But uh, last year was my first year in IMSA, and uh, this year my second. Hopefully next year will be my third. You haven't got a racetrack in the Dominican Republic, have you? Yeah, we have a local track, but it's a small sprint style, uh, nothing endurance or as big as this. Well, that's very good. Great to see you having a good run with the Toyota, and Bill Riley's down here uh, monitoring everything as well. Thanks very much. Thank you, Thank you for having me. Thank you. So 77 taking its drive through for improper pit lanes procedure. The car that apparently there was some coming together with uh, is in the pit lane as well. That's the number five Alpha. They're well off the pace. Improper final wave by stopping three minutes. So that is two laps, isn't it, pretty much, uh, that you've been penalised. The Belgarden Technicil number 15 Audi that went grass tracking. Uh, Shea Adam is uh, in the pit lane with you. That car is currently being serviced by the starting driver, Eric Rockwell, son of Alex. It is Belgarden Technoseal, are the Rockwell father and son duo. And Eric is the one who just pulled all the grass out of the radiator, out of the front of this car. They just put new rear tires on it. Unfortunately, Eric left all of the grass from the front of the car right in front of the car. And there is such a large pile that as Denny DuPont... Oh, there we go. The splitter just cleared it. Now he heads back out on the track. But that is a new role being served by a starting driver. I, I'm going to clean out the grill, make sure my engine doesn't blow up. Yeah, seems reasonable. Uh, good teamwork. Trent Hinman on a charge still, trying to catch the back of the Riley Motorsports Toyota. It's the battle for uh, now fourth and fifth overall. And the other Riley car is actually a Mercedes. That's Scott Andrews at the wheel of the, re of the uh, number 21 car. That's the car that had a, a penalty earlier on with a, uh, an instant res responsibility. He took the restart in, uh, well, in 12th place because a few cars made, made pit stops. He's now up, up inside the top 10. Watch out for Scott Andrews in that car number 21. He's super fast. I think he was quickest in the second practice session yesterday. So uh, that number 21 car quite likely on a charge here. They had a good result at the end of the season last year as well. And uh, looking to do so here today. Meanwhile, up front, Bill Arbin just stretched his lead just a little bit over Billy Johnson in second place. 20 minutes to go, Jeremy. Uh, it's been shaken up again with that drive-through penalty for the number 77 Honda in TCR. So Victor Gonzalez Honda leads by about a second and a half. Uh, and now Stephen Simpson is behind the wheel of the number 54 yeah. Michael Johnson racing car. He's in second. He's got a second gap back to Ryan Norman for the number two Herta Autosport Honda. Then it's the number one car, which got themselves all in a bit of a tizzy early on. Came in, they thought they were going to get a full-course yellow. They did effectively had to serve a green flag drive-through. Have worked their way back into fourth. Now, with the Alpha having its problems, are they still on for the championship, that number one car? Oh, yeah, they're going to win the championship now for sure. Yeah, with the, uh, with the problems for the Alpha. They came in with a 100-point lead, uh, and they're going to finish in the top four again. Uh, uh, for that number one team. They've had a, a really, really uh, super season. Just, just a one poor finish. Uh, that was uh, at uh, Watkins Glen where they... No, they had a penalty there because they didn't meet the minimum drive time, I think it was. Uh, but other than that, uh, they finished in the top four, five in every single race this season. Just the one win last time out at VAR. But it's been a tremendous season for Taylor Hagler and Michael Lewis. And uh, yeah, the championship now pretty much in the bag. My question is now who's going to finish second in this TCR championship. And Michael Johnson, it's looking good for you and Stephen Simpson in the 54 machine. Stephen, though, is looking for bigger things. He's looking for a win here today. How much would that mean to you both? Oh, that'd be amazing. Uh, we've been working so hard throughout the season. 
uh, all our hard work uh, hopefully will pay off and big things will come in the future. This track has a history of a motorcycle track as well. Do you enjoy racing here a little bit more because it tethers back to your other routes? Yeah, I mean, I, I've been here before on uh, two wheels, and now I'm here in four, and uh, it's it's it brings back memories that are good memories, and uh, I just uh, I'm loving to be at the racetrack. This is my this is my home. Is it nerve wracking with Steven out there on the track? I mean, you don't have a radio on, you don't have a TV, you're just trying to concentrate on the cars going around. Yeah, I'm just letting him do his thing. He knows what he's doing, and I trust him 100. percent Good luck, Michael. All right, thank you. And for those of you not familiar, Michael Johnson. Uh, he's also he's paralyzed from the uh, from the shoulders down. Just a remarkable story. Robbie Wickens, of course, also paralyzed from the chest down. Robbie at least has so, some sort of feeling in his lower body. Michael has absolutely none. And uh, you know, you generally start, as a race driver, you say you kind of drive by the seat of the pants when he can't feel the seat of his pants, uh, which is why it's all, always difficult for Michael in the early stages of the race really to get a feel for the car. But yeah. it is tremendous speed and. He's done a, a, he does a just an amazing job. He's such an inspiration. Both he, of course, both of those two, of course, Robbie Wickens and Michael Johnson, are great characters and they're, they're tremendous for the sport. It's just you know you, what you, you can do if you put your mind to it. He's been driving for, for hand controls now, Michael, for, yeah. for a long, long time. Well, he, he was a teenager when he had well, that motorcycle crash. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yes, they went through a, a few different cars. Uh, down through the years, I remember them with BMWs and various other things, trying to get the system to work consistently. Yeah. Uh, the difference between hand controls on a streetcar and hand, hand controls on a race car, what they've got to do, and the feel that you've got to be able to do, and how you can feel the brake pressure, etc., massively different. Uh, and in fact, the system that they've come up with now is so good. I think it's the same system that uh, Robbie Wickens uses, uh, Jeremy, isn't it? No, I th- they've, they've, they've developed a new one there at, uh, oh. at Brown Herder Autosport. Yeah, with um, David Brown uh, is one of the engineers there at uh, Brown Herder Autosport who's developed that, that new system uh, for that team. Uh, Jonathan Gormley as well is the other engineer who's been involved in that, in that process of the car for Brian Herder was putting Robbie Wickens. Tremendous job they've done. Yeah, well, some of the early work on that was done, of course, by the great Formula One Ferrari driver, Clay Regazzoni. You remember he was paralyzed in that Formula One accident at Long Beach, and he did a lot of the very early development, but I think they've moved it to a very new sphere now. And, of course, let's not forget uh, one of the bravest men I've ever met, Alex Zanardi, who also used hand controls. And, uh, you know, Alex had this huge uh, bicycle accident not so long ago and still recovering from that. But um, these men are all inspirations, as you said, uh, Jeremy. Totally agree. Um, Most of us would find it difficult to get the race car around the track anywhere near a competitive speed and uh, they're doing it having retuned their sensors uh, and the words differently abled never been uh, better and more appropriate no. than for those drivers the position gained there for kind of a 21 Scott Andrews got past Matt Plum on that last lap so up into 8th place now and the battle for 2nd uh, Billy Johnson losing a little bit of ground now to Billy Oberlin, Bill Oblin, who's super consistent in the lead of this race. Uh, low, twen- low minute, one minute twenty sevens, pulled away just a couple of tenths on that last lap. But he's got his mirrors full of Mike Skeen in that number fifty-five FCP Euro Mercedes. Right behind him is the car number seventy-two. That car is a lap down uh, for Christian Shimjack, but uh, he's fast and he's hanging right with that second th- and third place battle. 
And uh, right behind him is Alec Udell, who's also a lap down in car number 66. And then just a, a short gap back to, uh, to Thiago Camilo in fourth, who's battling ahead of Trent Hinman and Eric Foss right there as well. I'm reminded, and thank you to Neil Hudson, who is uh, the all-seeing and all-knowing touring car uh, guru, that there is actually an Alpha Ju uh, Julia, although it's an electric TCR car. Um, so there is a TCR Julia. It's got a different power unit. Uh, the, I suspect the problem is that the, the, they would have to um, change the engine configuration on that because that is a rear drive V6 or inline four and of course slipping my mind for a moment was that TCRs have to be front wheel drive cars you cannot have a rear drive car so that is probably why although there is a four wheel drive Julia which normally in regulations if you have four wheel drives you used to be able to pick which wheels with a driven wheel so if you've got four wheel drive can you have a front wheel drive question the problem is it's the inline engine rather than that transverse would normally be what you'd expect on a front drive car question for another day maybe with 13 and a half minutes to go the top of the gs category billy uh, bill oblin and billy johnson with mike skeen uh, in third position fourth is that uh, number 14 the Riley Motorsports car, Thiago Camillo, having that car's one of that car's best run ever. And a couple of them in the championship, run by Riley. Now down to just the one. Good to hear that they are thinking of coming back next year, Alfredo Nagy. Yeah. It's, it's nice to have the variety, Jeremy. We've yeah, said this said this before. It is, it's great. I mean, you know, the order now is BMW, Ford, Mercedes, Toyota, Aston Martin. So five different cars filling the top five positions right now in TCR. Carl uh, Whitmer has about a second or so in hand over the two. Uh, Brian Herter with uh, Kerbag Gajani and Hyundai Il Elantras, where they've changed positions a couple of laps ago. Number uh, two car, they're diving past uh, Stephen Simpson. So number two, uh, former series champion and former Indy Lights driver Ryan Norman now up into second position ahead of, of Stephen Simpson. And then a couple of seconds back to Michael Lewis, who's looking to get yet another fourth place or another top four finish for that uh, number one team and wrap up this uh, second consecutive championship for himself and Taylor Hagler. Yeah, that doesn't happen often. Uh, repeat championships uh, in this championship and it's forerunners very difficult to do because of the depth of competition within both of the classes so the number 99 Victor yeah. Gonzalez uh, Carl Whitmer driven FK7 TCR Guys. new car coming uh, for that car new body design the FK8 rather uh, traditionally <laughs> as we move on and the car already available as a street car they've been working on the TCR version of the car and we'll see that uh, in the championship next year the BMW looking like it might sign out uh, with a victory as well there's a new GT4 BMW coming with the, the new body shell so Turner Motorsports 
trying to take that car out on a high as well. It's a season of farewells in some respects in IMSA with the DPIs signing off tomorrow. Let's not forget that big race tomorrow. Warm-up in the morning around 9 o'clock and then the whole race live here on IMSA Radio and IMSA TV. Another off-track moment for a Hyundai, this time ah, the number two car. The second-place car. AJ Moss and Ryan Norman. And that car has not made it any further around the circuit. So that car has pulled off. So Ryan Norman out of the race. Stephen Simpson will move up as a place battle goes over the top. The FCP Euro Riley Motorsports Vault Racing battle continuing and involved in that now Billy Johnson who has just been passed then yep. by that FCP Euro car with the multicoloured stripes down the middle of that white Mustang he's struggling for grip there Jeremy yeah he is really struggling for grip with 10 minutes to go really and uh, Christian Shimjet though he's probably maybe going to go past he's still lapped down that uh, uh, orange and blue car heading around turn 6 right now but uh, close close behind them is uh uh, Thiago Camilo and uh, Eric Foss uh, and closing on Eric Foss is Scott Andrews he's made up another couple of positions in the last few laps also uh, Robin Liddell has made up a position yes. as well in the Camaro but the guy to watch here really is number 21 Scott Andrews he is charging in that number 21 Mercedes his, his last lap time was uh, three quarters of a second quicker than uh, the race leader and he was the only guy in the one minute 26s everybody else doing uh, mid 27s now Liddell has got past Tyler McQuarrie he's got four seconds of a gap between himself and Scott Andrews so let's see what he can do with a bit of clear run and four new Michelin tyres remember on that car uh, when it was brought in from the third place they just didn't get their pit stop done before the yellow flag came out we're down to the last nine minutes Turner by 4.2 seconds now from AMG and FCP Euro the Mike Skeen driven number 55 car trying to chase them down at the moment the Rika Autosport machine Trevor Andrusco did his bit early on then it's Billy Johnson losing positions now struggling 28-7 last time around for the Core Motorsport Mustang. Then Camillo in the Riley Motorsports at Supra. Just looking down, the first non-front-engined car is ninth position, which is the first of the Porsches. So this is looking again to be a front-engined car track seven and three quarter minutes to go here comes Bill Orbelin Bill Power is the guys at BMW call him what a career he's had for the brand from Munich I'm not sure he's actually driven any other brand in major competition for a long time yeah not for a, how many did we we clocked him up over 500 he's, races he's drive Porsches yeah that's a long time ago though, Jeremy, a long time ago yeah I think we clocked him up over 500 races for BMW. 600, uh, I think it was. 600, was, think so, and that yeah. was a season yeah. or two ago, yeah, wasn't it? I think so. Another position gained there for Scott Andrews. He's got past 
on that lap. But Eric Foss now, out, now up into sixth position in that car number 21. Got Trent Hinman right ahead of him uh, as well. And then uh, Thiago Camilo in that number 14 Riley Motorsports Toyota. Yeah, now has Billy Johnson found a way, find a way to drive that Ford? Because he's not losing any more ground on the 55 of Mike Skeen which is that FCP Eurocar ahead. There's a whole gaggle of TCR cars ahead, and that's a mix of cars who are fighting, some who are laps down. Remember, the number 72 is uh, not on the pace in terms of that Mustang, so we'll have to be a, a little bit careful that uh, they don't affect that. It's uh, Kenny Marillo in that car now. Christian Shimchak started that car. See if we can pick out where the leader is. Just going through turn one now. And heading up over the top of the rise. Got a decent gap before he hits anybody. Gaps come down to 3.8 seconds. Three tenths taken out the leader last time around by Mike Skeen. That's not enough. Uh, Robin Liddell has charged up to the back of Murillo Racing's Eric Voss and is now under two th seconds away from him. And that means that he's only uh, 2.7 seconds away from Scott Andrews. No, even less than that, actually. And that was four seconds not so very long ago. So Liddell and Andrews moving forward, but time is not their friend at the moment with just five minutes to go. But they've got grip and pace. Scott Andrews at 27 flat last time around. And Robin Liddell at 27 and a half. Trent Hinman at 27-3. He's found a bit of pace as well. He's right on the back of Camillo now. Camillo, Hinman and Andrews battling for fourth place. Two seconds behind Billy Johnson. Down the inside on Hinman. That's a great move by Scott Andrews in the blue, number 21. So Hinman now with Eric Voss right behind him and Robin Liddell's coming as well like a steam train in the... Camaro, this is not all over for the minor pinacings. Andrews has a chance. I think Andrews still probably has a chance of a podium here. Yeah. He's only a couple of seconds behind Billy Johnson, but he's got to get rid of the Riley Motorsports uh, Toyota. Um, nominally a teammate, at least run by the same company. So out of the same awnings, Oberland by 4.3 seconds. We need your Michelin moments of the race as well. Shea, start thinking about that quickly. Uh, Nick Damon and uh, Andrew as well. One for each class, please. TCR and GS. Does not have to be the winner. And it could be a team award rather than a single driver. I'm going to vote for... Uh Victor Gonzalez racing team they've been they've, they've led yes. a whole bunch of races this season yeah. they've had some strategies that haven't worked out uh, but uh, they're out front right now and uh, looking pretty good a couple of seconds in hand for Carl Whitmer over Stephen Simpson well, that's that team's first win and it would be it would be very well deserved for GS I'm going to go for car number 21 Scott Andrews and Riley Motorsports I'll throw the 54 of Stephen Simpson and Michael Johnson into yeah. that. They've kept their noses clean. Uh, might not win this, but they're going to be 
having a good win and for GS that's a tough one for me I'm going to say the FCP Euro team actually because they've quietly gone about their work today stayed out of trouble Uh, Shay Adam what do you reckon I'll go for the obvious one here. Uh, Turner Motorsport, they came in yesterday, yeah. did pole position in a very abbreviated session, led most of the race, and now Bill Oberlin checking out, trying to give the M4 GT4 car the send-off that they can. And in TCR? Uh, TCR, I've, I agree with you, John. It's got to be the 54 okay. for uh, Michael Johnson and Stephen Simpson. Not only for this race, but for all season and potentially to finish second in the championship. The championship. That's massive. It's also been a good drive back by the number one Brian Herter Autosport uh, team uh, as well after their early problems. Andrew, what do you reckon? I'm going with Shane with Billy Oberlin. You know, he's been racing for so long, so experienced, and he's still, we think, a winner. And, you know, TCR, I'm going to go through for uh, Rob Wickens. I just think it's such a brave effort. And, uh, you know, that car's gone so well today. Fortunately, ended rather early. Nick is not here at the moment, but he might have a casting vote. We'll have that for you within the next couple of minutes. Lap or so to go in the Fox Factory 120, the final round of the Michelin Pilot Challenge. Down towards the last knockings here. And still battles going on between the Hundes, Simpson and Lewis pretty much together. Yeah. That is the 54, the number one. Similar looking cars, a little more red on the number 54 car. That's the second place machine, and here comes Lewis. He's got a draft on the back straight. There may not be many more opportunities. A little bit of a drag of a break there. He doesn't want to go through too early. Still in the draft, coming down the hill. Or maybe he doesn't want to show his hand too early. As down towards turn 10 for the number 99. It'll be white flag for the leader Bill Oberlin next time around but not for these cars they've got this lap and one more to come white flag is in hand there goes Gonzalez across the line oh excuse me Carl Whitman uh, uh, across the line for Victor Gonzalez Motorsport then Simpson then Lewis all of those three cars I would think and teams in with a shout of the Michelin moment of the race through comes Turner now this is the car coming onto its last lap. Day of split feelings for Turner with the car that was in the, with a chance of the championship going out very early indeed. And Bill Oberlin starts the last two and a half competitive miles for this iteration of the BMW M4 GT4. Mike Skeen 3.6 seconds behind then Bill Johnson holding on to third position ahead of Camillo Andros who's right there though and it's Eric Foss and Robin Liddell right there too so there's three or four cars within a couple of seconds there for the last spot on the podium now this is not the final lap for the TCR cars the two Hundes there are two Hundes there I promise you you can barely see them as they're coming down, this is their penultimate time into turn 10A. And still, Mike Lewis doesn't go through. The championship is beckoning for that number one car. And they're catching the Honda. Yeah. This is not over yet. Through to start their final two and a half miles. And is the Alpha and the... 
Well, that a Technic Seal car going to come and play as well with newer tyres than the three that are battling at the sharp end of the field. BMW, Bill Orbelin, the number 95 car coming through to take the victory. Dylan McAvern did his job in qualifying at the start of the race. And the car is given a great send-off. It's a win in GS and overall for Orbelin and McAvern and for Turner Motorsports. It'll be tackle time tonight across the line in sixth place for Trent Hinman and Alan Brynjolfsson. That should give them the well-deserved championship that they've been hunting for such a long time. Michelin moment of the race in GS going to Turner Motorsport for taking off that car in its final run. That was the most votes. And here's the TCR battle. This is definitely not over. All three cars coming down to turn number 10. Defensive move thrown by Stephen Simpson. Victor Gonzalez's team is just about going to hold on. Gets a little nudge. Three together under the Fox Factory Bridge. Well beyond the two hours of drama we asked for. And through to the line. VG. Very good for Victor Gonzalez. They take the win. They go bonkers on the pit wall. And we're giving them the moment of the race as well. So unusually it's the two winners. But they've gone about their job very well indeed. Carl Whitmer taking over from Victor Gonzalez. And in TCR, third place on the podium for Michael Lewis and for Taylor Hagler, the California and uh, Texas-based drivers, defend their championship in TCR. Hard enough to win one, double hard to defend. Let's go to Shea Adam in the pit lane. I'm with our 2022 champions, Volt Racing, Alan Brynjolfsson and Trent Hinman getting the job done. And for Alan, this is a long time coming. He spent a long time waiting for this moment. Alan, congratulations. You are GS champion. How good does this feel? Oh, my God. We've been working at this for six years, so uh, it's just quite a journey, and it feels it's just incredible to have that finally come through. So I'm so excited. <laughs> Big sigh of relief when you got out of the car, handed it over to Trent. You knew that he was going to do his job. But Yeah, I did, but, you know, racing's racing, so you never know until the checker. So. Well, the checker came out. You're the champ. Congratulations. Thank you. Really appreciate it. <laughs> and uh, just to confirm then, the championship for them and for the number one Hyundai in the TCR category a win for Victor Gonzalez racing but it's a defense of the championship for the number one Hyundai and Taylor Hagler is with Shea Adam. Taylor you can finally breathe again two times a TCR champion the first repeat champion in this category how good does it feel to have that race behind you now it's official. Uh, honestly, to have that one behind me is really great because that was pretty hit and miss. It was a really sketchy race. A lot happened, and it wasn't looking great there for a while, but um, I just put my head down, did what I could, got where I could, and gave the car to Michael, and we got kind of lucky with the yellow that we did, and Michael was able to make up some positions with that, and then we came in and did a four-tire stop, which... Michael does what he does, and he got it up there, and we ended up on a podium. And um, I was actually just telling the team that this is the only racetrack in the IMSA season that I don't have a trophy from. So to be able to get a trophy here, which is where this is all started, it's great. 
That's wonderful. What, what was it that happened in the beginning of the race? I have to ask. Uh, what happened at the beginning of the race is I got T-boned by another competitor. Um, and that kind of caused some issues. And then we had some miscommunication in the pit lane. And I thought my team wanted me to come in and they mistook me for another car. It's just a whole thing, especially with the radios getting pretty staticky over in the backs. I thought maybe I missed a call. Um, so I just did a drive through and then we just kind of worked from there. But everything worked out in the end and never over till it's over. Congrats. Billy, yeah, another win for BMW. You can keep doing it. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, when it's this good to drive, this BMW M4 GT4 was on rails. Unbelievable. The guys at Turner had given us amazing cars year after year after year. It uh, makes it look, I mean, all I can do is screw up. That's how good this car is. You look at Dylan, did an amazing job. He's been an incredible teammate all year. He put it on the pole. My job was just don't screw it up. Bring this thing home. Give it the win it deserves. This is its swan song. It's going out. This is its last race. So we'll never see this poor car on the track here, but uh, always next year. I wonder if Mr. Turner might give you this car. Hi, that's a great idea. I like that. That's a, he should totally give us this car. This, this car has been... Uh, if, if ever anybody wants to drive this car, they can go to the BMW car clubs and drive this exact BMW GT4, and you'll have no experience, and it drives like a, it drives incredible. Great stuff. Wonder if we was listening. I'm sure he was. I'm absolutely sure he was. It'll be tackles for the Turner guys. That's how they celebrate victory. Uh, 21 years ago, BMW won at uh, Petit Le Mans in the old M3 the uh, Stars and Stripes car and uh, once certain Hans Stuck was the teammate for Bill Oberland then and uh, Bill still winning at Road Atlanta and uh, alright not in the feature race but my goodness what a what a championship he has. Let's go down to Carl Whitmer, who's with, uh, who's with Andrew. Yeah, if I can push my way through lots of photographers and lots of high-fiving going on with the uh, team. Carl, 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 and he's now uh, embracing Mr. Bybendum, the big mixing blow-up man. What a race for you, man. What a bold strategy. I mean, we stayed on used tires for an hour and a half. I didn't think I had it, but the management played well. The team was communicating flawlessly, and without the help of Honda HPD and VGRT, we wouldn't be on the top step this weekend. So awesome job to them. Kudos to them, and that was great. And uh, I think this uh, Honda's not going to be racing again, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be back. Oh, we thought it was a new model coming. No, uh, well, it will be in due time. And a word for Victor as well. Yeah, Victor's been unbelievable. He had such a strong drive, and it's easy when your co-driver gives me the card in one piece, so I get to put my head down do my job. So awesome job. <laughs> Uh, yeah, another Whitmer takes a championship. Oh, takes a win. <laughs> yeah, well, takes a win, yeah. But those points were important, uh, Jeremy, uh, for the uh, Victor Gonzalez racing team. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, they, they've uh, they've had a really good season. They've had some, you know, well, they have some ups and downs, certainly. But uh, the with the win today, that'll move them up uh, a couple of positions in the points table. Because that's the second win of the season for that team. And uh, on, in the points, Taylor Hagler and Michael Lewis, uh, they will uh, win the championship on 29-20. Uh, Roy Block and Tim Lewis in the Alpha, they'll remain in second position. But Michael Johnson and Stephen Simpson will move up to third on 26-50. Behind them will be Victor Gonzalez uh, on 25-80. The same points tally as pa Parker Chase and Harry Gottsacker. But the tiebreaker goes uh, for two wins uh, for the Victor Gonzalez. So hats off to him for getting that fourth place in the points 
uh, the second uh, win of the season also for course for Honda. Let's hear from Dylan McAvern who started it all off for Turner Motorsport with the qualifying and the first in. Andrew Marriott is with him now. Yeah, Dylan. Well, you were the other half of this great success for Turner. Well done. First in. Outstanding. Yeah, uh, absolutely. It's really great honor to be part of the Turner Motorsports organization. These guys work so hard for us, and it's really cool to uh, be able to bring them a win after a little bit of a rocky season. Um, these guys really deserve it. Bill always does a great job, and the car was just a pleasure to drive today. I mean, that was really, really fun out there. So um, looking forward to what the future holds for us, but that was really cool to end the season on a great note. Bill, 21 years ago, hands stuck in you. What did you do here? Well, I, wait, say that again. I'm, I'm 21 years ago, you drove with a hand stuck in a BMW with a win here. Oh, did I? Oh, that's awesome. I mean, Hans is a hero of mine, so now Dylan is my hero, my teammate. I mean, what can you say? I'm a tiny cog in this beautiful Turner wheel, right? And my guys, my crew, my girls on my crew, uh, Dylan, my co-driver, and Will Turner and all the guys, I, I can't thank them enough for all they do. All the hard work is on them. And Thanks very much. Great words from Bill. Andrew Marriott, Nick Damon and Shay Adam were down in the pit lane. It was uh, Jeremy Shaw alongside me, John Hindoff, in the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre. Just very, very quickly, the points then in, in GS. Uh, obviously the win for Brynny Olsen and Hinman. Uh, second position for Eric Foss with the win today. Bill Oblin and Dill McAvern will vote from sixth to third. Wow. Perhaps uh, just as significantly or maybe even more for the manufacturers with the uh, second place finish today for Mike Skeen. Mercedes will move ahead of Aston Martin and take the championship at the last gasp. They came in just uh, behind Aston Martin, but will leave with the championship, at least unofficially at this stage. Wow. Okay, so that was a big change around at the end. Jeremy, it's been a fantastic season of uh, Michelin fine, uh, uh, Michelin Pilot Challenge in the Fox Factory 120. Not completely green, but gave us plenty of good racing. There's been a lot of highlights. Have you enjoyed the season? Absolutely, it's been fantastic and a great end of the season. I mean, the, just the one, what you know, a couple of cautions maybe there were towards the end. No, just the one, wasn't there? Great race all the way through. Some exciting action. Hats off to race control. There, there were nearly a few other cautions. They kept it clean and green and a really yeah, good race, which works. Four hours at Daytona. Uh, as part of the Rolex 24 next January is when we'll see those cars, drivers and teams back on the track. Thank you to our hard-working production team at Charlotte and here at the circuit, particularly our camera operators and our techs, and for everyone who's taken part in the Mission and Pilot Challenge on the broadcast side for IMSA Radio uh, right through the season. It's been brilliant. Thanks for joining us. We've got more action to come from this weekend, but that has been... The 2022 Michelin Pilot Challenge. Thanks for joining us. See you at the Rolex 24. Bye-bye. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.